0: Hello and welcome back. This is HMC number 30. We're revisiting the movie Scream. We're the Horror Movie Crew. I'm Josh. Hello,
1: y'all. Seth
0: here.
2: What's up? It's Jess.
0: You did a great job. It was sexy. Nice. I mean, you did a really great job. <laughs> I
2: appreciate that.
0: All season long, I've been saying that. Yeah. I just want to instill you with great confidence that you can go out and conquer the world. You
2: give me all kinds of confidence. I really
0: right. grab the bull by the horn yep. and take it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Great.
1: Grab that bowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is our season 1 finale. We are going back and revisiting Scream for reasons that we'll talk about in a little bit, but Seth, it's also our birthday episode. Sure is. Does all this sound really familiar? Yeah. Like we just fucking said it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. That's <laughs> great. But not only that, we are also joined by a podcast on Elm Street. How you guys doing, boys?
3: Doing we are good great thanks for having us thanks
1: for being here
3: they don't look great but <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, uh, well you, you just go behind that curtain
0: <laughs> he was already back there we had to get him out i'm like seth you got to come out come on come i was on.
1: back there playing before we started
0: <laughs> stage fright
1: <laughs> he has no stage fright no, I don't.
0: He's
3: afraid of nothing. Mm-mm.
0: But hey, you guys are no newbies to the show. You guys have been on before. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves?
3: Are we giving like a plug or is that that time?
0: Go ahead, man. Plug it up. Plug the hole. Plug it up. <laughs> plug, it
3: it up. Plug, plug it up. Plug it <laughs> up.
4: Plug <laughs> it up.
3: What's up, guys? It's Mark from Podcast on <laughs> Elm Street.
4: And I'm Brooke.
3: And uh, yeah, we're a podcast, a horror movie podcast from up in Canada. Great White North. Um... We release episodes usually once a week. Uh, We're doing a Christmas special right now, just like these guys and uh, yeah, I mean, check us out. We're on Instagram, anywhere you can listen to podcasts as well. You'll probably find us.
0: You did a great job. That was very professional. was. Mm -hmm. I'm very impressed. You guys did good. You didn't do as good as Jess, but you guys are up there.
4: (laughs) Mark gets at least a sticker, I think.
0: All right. He gets the sticker. Two
4: gold stars.
0: That's what he gets. If you guys want (laughs) to hear more about a podcast on Elm Street, you can always go back to our Terrifier episode, which was what episode was that, Seth?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. Ten.
0: Krubies request. That
1: uh, was a was one of the first ones.
0: Number six. And they answered all kinds of great questions about themselves and told everybody how awesome they were.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: So we're not going to do that again. Most excited. I don't want to listen to you <sighs> guys talk about how great you are.
1: Thank God.
4: <laughs> As you already know how great we are.
0: I agree with that. So Canadian Jesus, you got a haircut. That's Brooke. I did. Yeah. Can you tell us why?
4: Uh, My buddy from Chicago was getting married, so I went to a barber for the first time. A proper barber. Ooh. And got uh, one of those clean straight razor cuts, so it was good. I do miss the long hair. It still is kind of long a little bit, but Mm. yeah. I know Seth misses it a lot, so... I do.
1: Not much to grab onto now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm growing my nose specifically for that reason.
1: Oh, well, that'll work. Uh-oh. Let's see yeah. what you
3: got. What do you got going on? Let's let us see it here. Seth you ready as ready for... long as Brooks Oh, wow. wow. Oh, shit. There's
1: enough to grab. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do. Now, would you prefer he
0: grows it out long enough to braid it so it could be like you're riding a horse? I mean, that'd be more fun. You think like role playing? playing. I, yeah, I
3: want, like, the full Dothraki look. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can,
0: um, Mark, can you give us a horse noise? Like, if you, just, we want to get Seth going here. <laughs> no. Come on. A no.
1: horse noise?
0: Come on. And shake your hair around and
3: act like a horse. <laughs> one time. Come on. You knew what you were getting into with us. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. This wasn't in the template. Just Come on, give us one. Give us like a nay. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't have to. Don't let him peer pressure you. Come it was on. like on
5: the
3: tip of my tongue the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> but on
0: a more serious note, um, what do you guys think about our last uh, podcast and the Guess That Nipple shirt? Do you think that's going to be a hit?
3: I think so. <laughs> yeah i mean who doesn't like nipples i guess
1: that nip guess that nip
2: just doesn't seem very fair
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not the deck is stacked against you (laughs) don't spot them dinner plates right away (laughs)
2: dinner plates jesus oh
0: shoot (laughs) that's hilarious Uh, are you guys happy to be on our season finale
3: of course
4: we're honored very pumped
0: Well, thank you for being here. The reason we're going back, uh, and again, Seth brought this up as soon as he got here, before he, uh, after he got done bitching when he got here, because, you know, the first five minutes of him getting here is he throws stuff, he slams things, (laughs) he complains that the outline's too long. He complains he didn't get an outline. You mean to keep going? No,
1: that's that's good. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, Dick. Our first episode was Scream, so it was the first one we did. We were newbies, um, and it was a completely different format than what we use now, so I thought it would be a great idea, and these guys, I talked them into it. We're going to go back and redo Scream, not only because I love the movie, but just so that it has feng shui with the other episodes.
1: Look, I even have our original format. What is that? That's what it was. Is that
0: your handwriting?
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Cute, isn't it?
0: No, it looks like somebody was... (laughs) Prison raping
1: you when you wrote this. <laughs> Brooke might have been over. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you had to what pause we... the orgy and say, "Let yeah. me
3: write this down for a second But that's what <laughs> we did.
1: <laughs> but that's what we did the first time. And so
2: that, that was it. It was just one page.
1: Yeah. Damn.
0: Now we've got like 18 pages per episode. Yeah. Now wow. I did like seven Typed. or eight.
1: Yeah, type. Wow.
0: We, uh, we, we didn't know really, what we were doing. We moved up in the world. All right. Before we get into the movie, let's do a little bit of Truth No Dare rapid fire round, okay? Now, as you guys know, these aren't generally very rapid fire, especially when it gets to me. <laughs> so I think I'm going to read to Seth. Seth's going to read to Mark. Mark mm. will read to Brooke. Brooke will read to Jess. And Jess will read to me in turn. You like him when I put that at the end, don't you? Yeah. I could tell. You always look up at me like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, (laughs) shit. Seth, are you ready? I suppose. Would you rather pay or
1: be paid to have sex? Probably pay, because you could at least pick what they look like. I feel like if someone's paying you, it could be like anybody, and they might be gross. That's a valid
0: point. Not how I looked at that question, but that's fine. (laughs) Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants every day?
1: Fart. (laughs) <laughs> want to, he would want to pee their pants every day. <laughs> mm, okay, so you'd rather... Ew. You're
0: in just a, a work event, you're walking around, and you're like, hey, I gotta fart.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do that than piss my pants in front of them. Yeah.
0: Well, a, no, you just pee your pants once a day. It didn't say
2: when you pee your
0: pants. Like, you could wake up in the morning and be you piss your
1: bed.
3: It could be any time, though. It doesn't
1: specifically say that.
2: Well, Josh is really used to pissing himself, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. No-brainer for him. Okay.
2: <laughs> Do your best
0: accent. Uh, Texas accent. Go ahead.
1: Y'all come back, you hear?
0: <laughs> okay, I not bad. Know. Not hit us with a New York accent. I
1: don't even know how to do one. I don't know how to do New York. No? Uh-uh.
0: Cu- get a get a cup of coffee, you know?
1: That sounds Italian. Yeah. I'm an <laughs> Italian
0: New Yorker. York, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think I can do one.
0: Okay. Well, I guess everybody doesn't have to vote because he didn't do a second one. What a fucking... What, just this? This whole episode, Seth, is just fucking... <laughs> This is a good one. Would you rather fight 100 dick sized horses or one horse sized dick?
1: <laughs> the horse sized dick. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one for me. <laughs> Could you
0: imagine? Why, a little...
1: am I, why am I fighting it, though? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> like, am I smacking it around? Like, what am I doing with it?
0: Yeah. So you're in your living room. Listen, or what were you doing last night? You're watching Tina Turner videos
1: or something? I was playing GTA last night. Okay. You so you're know. sitting there
0: playing GTA, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, he didn't make the horse noises like I needed, but Mark, yeah, so you start hearing that, and you're looking around, you're like, what the fuck was that? And you pause your game, and you get up, and you look out, and on your front lawn are a bunch of little horses. Okay. And they're just, like, ready to fuck you up, okay? Little mean horses. Or, you're sitting there playing GTA, you pause it, and you turn around, and there's just this big stallion of a dick.
1: Just, like, floating in the air?
0: No, it'd be, like, hopping around. (laughs) I envision it. You know, like, you know those bouncy ball seats that people used to work out on? Like they, it, The dick would be bouncing around on the balls like that. Come, like, come <laughs> on. Yeah,
1: I'd still rather play with that. <laughs> is, is it a functioning dick? It depends on how you work it, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that still.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're in a crowded room. Would you rather fart loudly and everyone laughs at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously when someone else farts
1: fuck are these questions uh <laughs> i guess i'd rather fart loudly hmm. it's name, already happened at the gym
0: yeah we know <laughs> exertion fart name something that everyone looks stupid doing
1: i think most people look stupid dancing
0: Okay. Would you rather have your breath smell like sewage Or have your laugh sound like a queef
1: (laughs) Oh the queef laugh
0: (laughs) Queef laugh Alright let's hear it (laughs) 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 Uh, What fictional character is amazing In their book or show or movie But would be insufferable
1: In person So I'm going to pick uh, someone from a podcast. So like Josh is pretty good in the podcast, but he is insufferable to be around (laughs) any other time.
0: That's not a fictional character, but that's fine. I'm going to still go with it. What's the funniest joke you know?
1: Actually, I really don't know any. Jess and I were talking about this earlier. I don't know any like traditional jokes. What do you mean a traditional joke? Like I don't tell jokes. I feel like it's what my dad does. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
1: We just make queef noises and... Talk about sexual things.
0: That's true. We just make each other laugh and no. hope other people find it
1: amusing. Hmm. Okay, go ahead. Okay, who am I reading to? Mark. Mark, are you ready, Mark? I am ready. Would you rather pay or be paid to have sex?
3: Well, originally it was I'd rather be paid, but you made a good point. But I think like yeah, the uglier you are, the higher the rates going to go. Hmm. True. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with being paid.
1: Okay. Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants daily?
3: Yeah, the fart one.
1: Yeah. Uh, do your best Texas accent.
3: Uh, are you from Texas, Seth?
1: No. Why do I sound like I am?
3: <laughs> Well, to me, you do. I don't know. But I'm Canadian, <laughs> so I don't really know Texas accents that well.
1: It's a lot more Southern than us. I yeah, I guess. But Ohio has an accent, those people say. No, we don't. We don't
2: from what I've heard we sound like rednecks. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. "Yeah." (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Not so much Okay, no, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Seth sounds more like the typical redneck than Josh. (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or That's why I asked. You just like you sound like you have a southern drawl.
1: Oh. Sexy. (laughs)
2: I feel like you have that because you talk like that so much. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like you fake talk Southern Mm -hmm. so often.
1: It's just become part of me.
2: Yeah.
3: Hmm. Interesting. So how do Jess,
0: do you think Jess and I sound similar?
3: Yeah. Huh. You don't sound Texan. Ooh.
0: We sound Ohio, but you're not from here. You're from West Virginia, right? That's where I
1: was born. But
2: oh, you're a straight up hillbilly. <laughs> <So> <laughs> you're... Just accept it. <laughs> where but are you from?
0: His, your family is from West Virginia, right?
1: Yeah, and Pennsylvania mostly.
0: Huh?
3: Yeah, dude. I we drove past West Virginia on our way down to Florida one time, and like, no disrespect to West Virginians. But uh, whatever town it was, it was, like, the creepiest fucking thing I've ever drove through in my life. Oh, it's a bunch of things down there. Like, there was legit candles in the windows, and, like, we had to stop at a gas station, and it was straight out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah, there's some (laughs) scary-ass towns in West Virginia.
0: That
3: sounds fun to me. Let's go. We
0: should do it. All right, give us a fucking accent already. Yeah, Mark,
3: (laughs) goddammit.
4: He's stalling.
3: I am stalling. Uh on down, y'all. We'll have some
5: barbecue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that, that legit sounded like
0: a Canadian trying to impersonate a Texan. <laughs> like if somebody said, "Hey, imitate a Canadian imitating a Texan," that was that <laughs> would be it.
1: And now do your New York accent.
3: All right. Um. I had something that I wanted to say, now I can't remember what it was. He's nervous, look. <laughs> I am fucking nervous, I told you I was nervous about doing these accents the other day.
1: Just talk like Jerry Seinfeld. Alright,
3: alright, alright, alright. So I was walking across the street to get some coffee, and a taxi cab tried to run me over and I said, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? I'm walking here! That was, that was really good. Pretty good! That was really good. That was
1: pretty good, actually.
3: I vote New York. Yeah. Perfect. Good job, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Very good.
1: Okay. Would you rather fight a hundred dick-sized horses or one horse-sized dick?
3: Well, I fight a horse-sized dick every day, so I'm gonna go with that one.
1: (laughs) Better grow that hair out fast. (laughs) Did you Did you pick one?
3: Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. The one horse-sized dick.
1: Yeah, fun. Uh, you're in a crowded room (laughs) would you rather fart loudly and everyone laugh at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously when someone else farts
3: i think i'd rather be the one farting
1: yeah name something that everyone looks stupid doing
3: uh having an orgasm while they sneeze (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm envisioning you guys doing that last week
1: i forgot about that topic
3: uh, what's after that?
1: Would you rather have your breath smell like sewage or have your laugh sound like a queef?
3: I think it's the laugh, I guess. Because <laughs> like, you'd be tasting sewage all the time if your breath smelled like it.
1: Yeah. And the queef laugh would just be funny.
3: Yeah. Not,
0: dude, probably not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what fictional character is amazing in their book show movie but would be insufferable if you had to deal with them in monday everyday situations
3: uh i said sheldon from the big bang theory
1: oh that's a good one yeah he'd be annoying what's the funniest joke you know
3: does it have to be a quick joke like i have one of those story jokes
0: those are the best jokes but i don't know that i want to listen to a 15 minute joke mark so <laughs> can you give us the cliff notes
3: no, um, I'm gonna take a page of Seth's book. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not uh, privy to the dad jokes yet. I haven't upgraded yet.
1: I feel like people don't tell jokes anymore like that. Yeah,
0: probably really. not. Bunch of boring ass people's why?
1: Well, I mean, like comedians now are all about raunchy, gro You know, mm-hmm. it's not like like us. Two, you know, two Jews and somebody walking to a bar. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> yes, you can. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> I think you can. Okay,
0: 1745, gonna come anyway. Alright, Mark, you will read to Brooke.
3: Okay. <clears throat> Brooke, would you rather pay or be paid to have sex?
4: I think I'd rather pay to have sex because then I can kinda like pick and choose if I want to have sex with. And I can like have them show me like certificate like, okay, I got checked out by the doctor, I don't have any <laughs> diseases or anything like that.
1: There's my disease free certification.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants daily? Um, I'll go with the fart
4: because I already do that pretty much anyway. So. <laughs> Yuck.
3: Like Jim Carrey in the elevator. It was
4: yeah. me. A <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> do your best Texas accent.
4: Howdy, y'all! How would you come down to the local water hole, get yourself a nice sarsaparilla?
5: Sarsaparilla. <laughs> sarsaparilla.
4: I vote
0: for
1: that one just because of sarsaparilla.
5: <laughs>
0: so if I couldn't see you, I would imagine you were you would be like if we're driving through Texas going to see Skinnard, you'd be like the little old weird dude at the gas station. Like we pull in to get gas, and, and there he is. I can see that. That's the voice I heard. It was like the Texas version of Herbert the Pervert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Your best New York accent.
4: All right. How you doing? You want to come down to this local pizza shop, and get yourself a nice slice? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, shit. I'm, I'm going with the Texas I'm accent. I'm
3: picking Texas. Uh, yeah, I'm taking st texas yeah would you rather fight 100 dick-sized horses or one horse-sized
4: dick i would go with the 100 dick-sized horses so i feel like if i was fighting the giant horse-sized dick like if it just like decided to piss on me it would be like one hell of a stream coming out of that thing <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> be a big old golden shower
1: <laughs> golden waterfall then, like,
4: one of those like fire hoses they have in prisons so just fucking spray you
0: down <laughs> you Let's picked it out. for the exact opposite reason Seth wanted it he's hoping that he gets
1: that prison sized golden shower that'd be fun I
2: mean oh. I assume that's why you were like is it fully operational
1: I was thinking more of other fluids but you know okay. Oh
2: shit.
3: <laughs> jizz shower yeah see Mark knows
5: just shower. Okay. <laughs> 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 what,
3: what what uh what did Josh call it cum crumbs?
5: Cum, cum, cum crum- well, crumbles. crumbles.
1: <laughs> That'd be a lot of crumbles.
5: <laughs>
0: your whole, you'd look like the fucking uh Night King in the fucking walk, or, uh, oh, no. uh, Game of Thrones, dude. You'd just be like one it, of the white walkers. Encased in <laughs> cum crumbles. Yep. Yeah. He'd be like walking around licking his lips. Oh,
5: crumble boy. <laughs> 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 <Hell. laughs>
1: You've crossed the line. It's inappropriate. It looked like uh, hardtack candy. Like,
2: Which much <laughs> 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 kind of that? say? It's got like a you know, just gnawing on it. Now I kind of want some hardtack candy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Grow up.
2: Uh, uh, sorry, in
0: the merch store right now, 35% off. Get your $10, dollars 9 If before Christmas, Cum Crumbles hardtack candy. Yep. Straight out of a horse-sized dick. <laughs> yep. Uh, no. Get them while the getting's good. <laughs> Get
2: while
3: the getting's good. Oh, fuck. All right. Brooke, you're in a crowded room. Would you rather fart loudly and everyone laughs at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously while someone
4: else farts? Uh, I'll go with the, uh, farting and everyone laughing at you.
3: Alright. Name something that everyone looks stupid doing.
4: I'm gonna go with, uh, getting happy birthday some to you. Oh, shit, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, that's
1: true everyone always looks or very worse. uncomfortable mm, yeah. yeah not me the dude I, I get into it i'm
4: like
0: yeah 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 it's my birthday it's my it's my birthday sing it sing it sing it sing it
2: of course you do yeah what
3: are you gonna do josh asks to stand on the table yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. they're like
0: okay we're gonna summon do, do you want me to get on the table should i, should I get on the
3: table <laughs> he no. does a strip tease to it
0: take off my shirt <laughs> <laughs> these thunder nips cannot be
3: All right. Uh, would you rather have your breath smell like sewage or have your laugh sound like a queef? Uh,
4: the laugh sound like a queef. I can't stand bad breath. So Mm. easy one.
3: All right. What fictional character is amazing in their book show movie, but would be insufferable if you had to deal with them in mundane everyday situations.
4: I went with Michael Scott from the office.
3: Oh, it's mm, mm-hmm. a good one to you. Oh, Josh looked like he was going to say something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you like leaned in <laughs> real close to that mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: just smelling it.
3: Okay. Uh, Brooke, what's the funniest joke you know?
4: Um, which of the Great Seas is my favorite? Great. The pussy.
0: Oh my God!
4: <laughs> did you
0: look that up? Uh,
4: no, I didn't. I okay, swear to God. all right.
0: Great job. You did a great job. I gotta say, the uh, Texas Herbert the Pervert accent was spot on.
4: Thank you, my friend.
0: Sarsaparilla.
4: <laughs> all right, Brooke, you'll read to Jess. All right, Jess. Would you rather pay or be paid to have sex?
2: Um, I think I'd rather be paid.
3: How much?
2: Um, top dollar. <laughs> I don't know. I guess what, it would depend. fifteen an hour or what? Oh, it's hourly. <laughs> no, you know? I don't. I don't
0: think it's hourly. Don't, don't sell yourself <laughs>
2: short. I'm looking yeah. for more of a salary. you making a lot of money. <laughs> salary type thing. Looking for a
0: salary position. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart? Or pee your pants
2: daily. I would much rather announce that I have to fart. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to pee what my pants. What is with you wanting to
1: like pee your pants?
2: <laughs> like, why would anybody
1: <laughs> want to do that? I just enjoy
0: the
2: warm flow. <laughs> he likes the sensation.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Peeing my
0: pants right now.
2: Peeing your pants is cool. <laughs> Josh right. pees
3: in the pool whenever it's too cold.
2: I can
4: see that. Pee
0: in a hot tub yesterday. I yeah. don't care. That's disgusting. Huh? <laughs>
4: huh? Don't get in. All right, Jess, let's hear your best Texas accent.
5: Mm.
2: He's pitching a hissy fit. Bless his heart. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Damn.
4: All right, now do your best New York accent.
2: Mm. My name's Maki Mack. Mike. My dada's, <laughs> my, my dada, my brother's Donnie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I always go right to the Wahlberg brothers.
3: They're from Boston. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I thought they were yeah. from Brooklyn.
1: All those East Coast people sound the same. It's
3: I because so. you
5: love
0: my Marky Mar- or my Donny Wahlberg impersonation. I do. But we
1: don't need to hear it
4: now. Would you rather fight one hundred dick-sized horses or one horse-sized dick?
2: I think probably one hundred dick-sized horses.
1: Lame. I don't
4: want to deal with that big thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a crowded room. Would you rather fart loudly and everyone laughs at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously when someone else farts?
2: I'm probably the only one laughing obnoxiously, which honestly, in my case, has happened several times.
4: (laughs) I laugh at inappropriate situations, so I'm just used to it. It's fine. Name something that everyone looks stupid doing.
2: Um, I said brushing their teeth, <laughs> especially <Yep>. Seth. <laughs> How
0: big is your toothbrush? Big is it? Yeah, it's like this big fucking like it looks like a pop cam, but it's got like little bristles on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got it.
1: You know, got to keep the jaw stretched and.
4: You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Would you rather have your breath smell like sewage or have your laugh sound mm-hmm. like a queef? Uh, laughs on like a wheef. For sure. <laughs> what fictional character is amazing in the book, show, movie, but would be insufferable if you had to deal with them in mundane, everyday situations?
2: Um, I said Dexter Morgan, because as much as I like his character, I don't know that I would actually want to hang around with a serial killer vigilante all the time.
0: That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's fucking kind of, he's kind of weird.
2: He's very weird. Yeah,
4: yeah he is weird. What's the funniest joke you know?
2: Uh, I'll just do a... It's not the funniest one that I know, but it's like a cheesy one. How does a rabbi make coffee? How? He brews it.
0: Wow. He brews it. Ah, <laughs> good one. <laughs> yup. That was a good one. Your turn. Oh, yes. Hit me with it.
2: Would you rather... Pay or be paid to have sex.
0: Be paid, because I'm getting that top dollar Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whether you have to fart or pee your pants daily?
0: I'd rather pee my pants once a day than have to announce to everybody every time I have to fart. Okay.
2: He's peeing his pants.
0: I'm just saying, that'd be awkward. It'd
1: <laughs> be funny.
2: Do your best Texas accent.
0: Hmm. What you want to be married to me for, anyhow? So I can kiss you anytime I want.
2: Do your best New York accent. You ready
0: for it? I'm ready. It's going to be Boston esque.
2: <laughs> hey, it's me, Donnie
0: Wahlberg here. You know, Mocky oh, Mock's Brother. I'm just out here making movies. I'm getting cut up in saw, and I'm out here doing things with puppets in dead silence. You know what I mean? Good thing I found that boat. Hit me up on Instagram, <laughs> at Donnie Wahlberg underscore Mocky Mox Brother.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that one obviously gets my vote. Oh, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> would you rather fight 100 dick-sized horses or one horse-sized dick?
0: I think I would rather fight um 100 dick-sized horses because I'm guessing they're probably going off of the average length of a male penis, which is like four inches. So I would just run around and stomp on them, the little horses.
5: Yeah
2: you're in a crowded room, would you rather fart loudly and everyone laughs at you or be the only one laughing obnoxiously when someone else farts?
0: Like you, I am generally the only one laughing obnoxiously at a lot of things, so that's going to happen anyway. So if you guys are ever around me and we're in a big room and you fart, I'm going to fucking laugh. I'm sorry.
4: (laughs)
1: Not only laugh, he will draw attention to it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever heard about Seth's farting uh, experience at the gym?
3: Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it before. So. A long yeah, ago. imagine
0: you know you're getting a nice workout in. You're there with your buddy, and all of a sudden, just somebody shits their pants in the whole room, <laughs> and everybody <laughs> keys in
1: on you two. <laughs> you still don't have to stand up and say, "Did you just shit your pants?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Anyway,
2: name something that everyone looks
0: stupid doing. Um, I'm guessing probably giving oral sex.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's probably true.
0: I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'd imagine. It's probably why you do that with the lights off, but go ahead.
2: Would you rather have your breath smell like sewage or have your laugh sound like a queef?
0: Give me the queef because I can't stand bad breath. All
2: right. Do it, Seth.
0: Yeah, how come everybody got the queef noise but me? (laughs) Sorry.
1: I was just (laughs) delayed. I forgive you. What? <laughs>
2: A nursing <What>? home queen. <laughs> what fictional character is amazing in their book, show, or movie, but would be insufferable <clears throat> if you had to deal with them in mundane, everyday situations?
0: I said Jon Snow because while I love Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, he's got to be the most negative, fucking whiny person you could possibly mm-hmm. be around. So I went with Jon Snow. Mm-hmm.
5: Good one.
2: What's the funniest joke you know?
0: It's a very long one, so I'm not going to tell it because we'd be here all oh, uh, of another five minutes or so. But um, it starts, a guy walks into a bar and he sets down and he asks the bartender, you want to see something cool? If you want to hear the rest of the joke, hit me up on Instagram.
3: I thought you were just going to keep rolling with it right there. <laughs> Let's not I'm not going to say it, but here's how it starts. Okay, I might as well just finish it. Do you want me to tell you the whole joke? No. I will. I no. can do it. No. I can do it. All right. No.
0: <laughs> Truth, no dare, rapid fire round. Well, that was fun. All right. I've decided to make an executive decision because Mark was so whiny the other day about playing the best friends game. I'm going to nix it from the schedule today because... I
3: literally just asked you what it was. No,
0: he was like, oh my God, guys. Like, are we really going to do this? <laughs>
3: That's what he said?
0: Yeah, I was like, what happened? But he, he was like, well, I'm practicing my Texas accent. And I was like, that's not what Texas <laughs> people sound like. And
4: so. I thought Mark was my best friend.
0: Oh, Look, you didn't want to play sad. the game. I take it off the schedule, and now Brooke's feelings are hurt. Let's play it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I feel like that's going to take a long time. Mm,
0: Seth's already been bitching, dude. We'll see. We'll see how much time we have at the end. Maybe (laughs) we'll do it at the end. We'll see if we can get through this without Seth crying or blowing one of his beautiful nipples off of his body. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to jump into the Do You Like Scary Movies discussion. Our movie this episode is Scream. We picked it. Why? Because it's a fucking awesome movie. Despite Seth arguing with me when he got here about the movie, I don't care what he says. He's whiny. He complains a lot. And he's an alcoholic drunk, so, you know, take that into consideration, people. <laughs> Love you, too. I know. <laughs> really, the reason why is, again, we did it once before in a different format. I feel like we were rookie newbies, and maybe our scores, I don't know, maybe I'm just using this as an excuse to change my score. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. Nonetheless, it doesn't really matter why we picked it. We're going to fucking do the movie. Yeah. Okay? Do you have anything else you want to add?
5: Mm-mm.
0: Is that? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. You want to get fired up?
2: I'm just listening to you.
0: Oh, okay. Um we've already done this part, but we're going to do it again. Uh Mark, do you remember the first time you ever watched this movie?
3: Uh No. Like I don't remember like how old I was or where I was or anything like that. Like I remember watching it the first time and loving it, but like this came out when I was like seven. Hmm. So I probably waited a couple of years before I ended up watching it, but loved every minute of it.
0: Instantly fell in love with it. What about you, Brooke? Do you remember where you were at the first time you watched <laughs> this
4: movie? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Mark. Um, I feel like I probably watched it after Scary Movie. I oh think. no! Yeah.
0: Did that ruin like, it that for you?
4: Out, it, well, like rewatching it today, like it kind of did a little bit, just because like it kept picturing all the shit happening in that movie but I think Scary Movie came out like what 2005 6 so it was probably like 12 or 13
0: hmm interesting
4: Jess you remember the first time you watched the movie? it
2: was probably actually after the Scary Movies too. oh man. yeah I wasn't a huge I didn't used to be a huge fan of it hmm. I like it more now that I like appreciate it and whatnot but mm-hmm. yeah hmm. i did not go like see it in the theater or anything like that
0: we would have been too young probably wouldn't we
2: i remember seeing it on a lot and seeing like parts of it too yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: seth do you remember the first time you watched this movie
1: not yeah. specifically i mean I, d- I know i didn't see it in the theater but it was sometime in the late 90s, late 90s. Mm-hmm. i was in high school i know that Well,
0: if you want to hear my full long-ass story about how I first saw the movie, go back to our very first episode and listen to it. I'm trying to get extra downloads, dude. Calm down. Big-ass beard getting all fluffy and angry over there. There's shit flying out of it. You want to touch it? No. (laughs) A little bit.
2: (laughs) I want to touch it. I just
1: washed it before it came.
2: It's really soft. The last time I touched it, it was soft. Anyways. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Was okay. there any cum crumbs in it though?
2: No, there wasn't.
1: No, I have a comb specifically for that,
0: brushes yeah. them out.
2: I think he combed it like right yeah. right before that.
0: And in the merch store right now you can get your very own. <laughs> cum Grumbles cum! <laughs> comb, comb, come.
1: <laughs> with our picture, of our faces just selling on it. That. That'd be fucking
0: hilarious, dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I watched it at a friend's house. But go listen to the story. It's a great story. Our characters, we got Drew Barrymore, who plays Casey Becker. Roger Jackson plays the voice of Ghostface. You've got Nev Campbell, Sidney Prescott, the one and only Sidney Prescott. Skeet Ulrich plays Billy Loomis. Courtney Cox plays Gail Weathers. David Arquette plays Dewey Riley. Matthew Lillard plays Stu Mocker. And Rose McGowan plays the beautiful Tatum. Those are all pretty well known actors and actresses. I'm not going to go through movies they've been in. I'm sorry. Uh -uh. Go to IMDb and look that up because they've been in a lot of movies. Okay. The director is none other than Wes Craven of Last House on the Left, The Hills Have I, Swamp Thing, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Scream franchise, and My Soul to Take. I don't know why I put sold to take on there.
1: (laughs) Typo. Typo.
0: Writer is Kevin Williamson of none other than Dawson's Creek. Oh. I don't want to (laughs) wait. That sounded really good, dude. You're doing a great job. All right, here's the synopsis. Jess, you want to read the synopsis?
2: Sure. Hit it. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game.
0: You did a great job. Thanks. I mean, like, a really great job. I tried. You should do some voice acting. Have you ever thought about it?
2: I haven't. Never? No. But... You got, you're kind of cool. You guys are kind of cool. I still need my thing. You um, forgot. You were, uh, you're uh, supposed to, I'm supposed to slap my boob down on the table.
1: It's either that or queef. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, it's the
2: boob slap. The boob slap. If we
0: don't chill on the queef talk, we're going to be known as that <laughs> podcast that talks about queefs all the time. That's true. You know that, right? Yeah. Season two, we're going to get you a thing. Okay. A thing. In January, season two. Are you kids Ready?
5: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Scene
0: one, opening scene. Casey Becker and the incredible switch. <clears throat> Scream flashes over the screen as the phone starts to ring, and we hear screams in the background. Casey Becker, again played by none other than Drew Barrymore, picks up the phone as someone asks her who it is. She hangs up on him. The caller calls back and tells her not to hang up. He wants to talk to her for a second. She hangs up again. Really pisses him off, too. He's not happy. The camera cuts outside as we see a rope swinging from a tree. Seth when you watch this did you gather why that rope was just swinging on that branch
1: it's with, a swing
0: with no wind whatsoever outside
1: it's a swing mm-hmm. not just a rope I actually made a note because I didn't catch it last time that was he sitting on it
0: I think that's what okay. we we're supposed to get from that is that he's sitting on the rope swing back inside the phone rings in Casey starts to pop some popcorn she tells the caller that she's getting ready to watch a movie. He asks her what her favorite scary movie is. She tells him Halloween, the one with the guy with the white mask that stalks babysitters. Hey, Jess, do you remember that rude-ass commenter on uh, Apple that made fun of us because we didn't know, specifically you didn't know, that uh, that was William Shatner's face on that mask?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. They said uh, like that was like a simple, mm-hmm. thing, everyday thing that somebody knew. It's
0: the end of the season. You have everything you want to say to
3: that person?
2: Yeah, fuck off.
3: Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I have a feeling they don't listen anymore. Yeah, they probably don't. They, Josh and I just talked about that guy not the other day. <laughs> hey, fuck that guy.
0: That guy's a troll. Actually I don't know that that person uh I think they still gave us a three.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think they they did. they said that the podcast is really good, but you guys need to work on your trivia. Yeah.
0: Well we took their advice, we just got rid of it all together. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> They banter back and forth about Freddy Krueger, her boyfriend, and what her name is. She asks why he wants to know her name, and he says, I want to know who I'm looking at. Casey immediately gets worried and flips on the back porch light and locks the doors. She tells the caller she has to go, and uh, he yells, Don't hang up on me. Again, he's getting pretty frustrated with her. He calls back very angry, and she hangs up on him again. The caller calls back and says, listen, you little asshole. And she, he replies, no, you listen, you little bitch. If you hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. You understand? Yeah. Like, would you
1: keep answering the phone, though? Why not you just, like, not answer it at this <laughs> point? That
2: was my big point? thing. I was like, mm. come on, stop. That's
4: I mean, I don't just... Go ahead. She's, she's trying to call 911, but he keeps calling back on the phone so she can't dial there. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I would take it that seriously, honestly. Would like, you?
4: Probably not.
1: I don't know.
2: Maybe. But also, I, I feel like I wouldn't even be answering it. Right. Because I don't answer, like, numbers I don't know. So I would just be like, nope.
3: Mm. Okay. I think I that final line, I would take that a little bit serious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like in mm. high school, it'd probably be scary.
2: That's true. I guess. I don't
0: know. She
1: lives in fuck nowhere. That's true. Probably in Texas somewhere. And they need some damn curtains. Or like, West Virginia. <laughs> or West Virginia.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that drove Oof. me nuts that, like, all these windows are just there, like. I with know. no curtains. Yeah, like. She can't really hide.
0: Do your parents have curtains on all their doors like that?
1: hmm Do they? Hmm.
0: Interesting. He tells her it's a game and calls her Blondie. Now she knows he can definitely see her. She takes off running through the house, locking more doors. She tells him she's going to call the police. He tells her they'll never make it in time. She asks him what he wants. He tells her that he wants to see what her insides look like. The doorbell rings and he, and she yells, who's there? The caller tells her, you should never ask who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? Casey tells him that her boyfriend will be there in a minute. He's big, he plays football, and he'll kick your ass. Steve. You liked that part, didn't you? No. I envisioned you <laughs> mocking her when she was saying that today mm. when I watched it. No? No. Okay. The caller asks if her boyfriend's name is Steve and tells her to turn on the lights outside to the patio doors in case he finds Steve tied up to a chair with duct tape over his mouth. The caller tells her that they're going to play a game. He asks the question. If she gets it right, Steve lives. The category is movie trivia. He asks for the name of the killer in Halloween... And gives her some hints. She replies, Michael, and the caller screams, Yes. Next question same category. Name the killer from Friday the 13th. Casey jumps up and yells, Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> this is also a trivia question we got wrong, by the way. Uh, he tells her, No, sorry, as Casey gets shitty with him, that she's seen that goddamn movie 20 times. The caller says, No, clearly, yeah, clearly not. Clearly, she hasn't. Scholar tells her that she should remember Mrs. Voorhees as the original killer. Jason didn't show up until the sequel. So what do you think would happen if she gotten it right? Oh, they were definitely going to kill her regardless. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah.
1: Do you think they would just keep asking questions till she got one wrong or just?
0: Oh, I didn't think about that.
1: Or just kill her?
2: Um, I think they were probably going to kill her regardless. Yeah. They would have killed her regardless, but they probably would have
0: continued to mess with her. I think you're right.
1: Yeah
4: yeah like if that was Anthony from Porcelain Peak he would have been there all night answering questions oh yeah for oh, sure
1: yeah. <laughs> we're not doing that again <laughs>
0: yeah they would have eventually just gotten bored and left I think if it were Anthony 100%
1: if it were Jess and I we'd be dead like after the first question
2: yeah. we'd just be like just get it over with yeah.
1: come on
0: in you go and lock the doors
2: <laughs> I'm <laughs> not playing
1: this fucking game just come
0: in here <laughs> outside we see that someone gutted steve and his insides fall out all over him as he's tied to the chair casey backs up into a corner behind the tv as the caller tells her the final question what door am i at there are two main doors to your house the front door and the patio door if you answer correctly you live again i'm calling bullshit seth just like you Casey tells him that she won't do it. The caller replies, your call. And then we see a chair fly through the patio door. Casey runs into the kitchen, grabbing a large Michael Myers-esque butcher knife before sliding out the back door. I have a question. This house is completely filled with smoke at this point. Mm-hmm.
5: Do these mm-hmm.
1: fucking people not have smoke alarms? I think it's ones going off in the kitchen. I thought so, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I don't remember hearing one until later when the parents get there.
1: I mean, that's when I noticed it, but I, I assume it was going off. We just mm-hmm. didn't hear it in all the excitement.
0: The other thing is, you made a note of this last time, but doesn't she unplug the TV? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: He unplugged something. It looked like it maybe it's something, something maybe it's a, light. a lamp. I think
1: maybe it's a lamp. Yeah.
4: Okay. yeah. Even though
1: every other light in the house is on, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Little silly. <laughs>
0: Little silly. Okay, so as Casey is outside, she can see Ghostface running around inside the house, and this is really, in terms of this movie, this is our first look at Ghostface, and he's uh, wearing like a hooded. A black robe. It's a little sparkly, and he's got a white mask. Which, what's the name of that painting that his mask is based off of? The Scream.
1: I think it's just called The Scream. The Scream. Mm -hmm. Spooky,
0: spooky. If anybody doesn't know what Ghostface looks like, they should fucking like get off under their rock.
2: Yeah, it's been around for a minute.
0: Or buy one
1: of our shirts because he's on it. You know, I'm just saying. Did you catch the name of the costume a little bit later in the police station? What was it? Father Death. Father Death, when the mm. cops holding the like mm. costume bag. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I notice miss that. that before.
5: Those look like you'd be like Grim reaper Yeah,
0: I'm changing my Instagram handle to Father Death.
2: <laughs> do it. I need some <laughs> numbers though. Father Death six six six.
0: Ooh. What about Whoa. six six seven? Because I want to up the devil by one. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Sure. Father yeah. Death six six seven. <laughs> Sounds like one of those infomercials. <laughs> Probably uh, Casey sees a car coming down the road and walks out in front of the door that she came out of. As she pops up, she looks inside, and we see Ghostface turn around backwards. He immediately turns around and punches Casey through the window, grabbing her. Casey gets away by – I think she hits him with the phone, right?
1: Yep, right in the face. Okay,
0: she hits him with the phone in the face. She gets away and takes off running by Steve. She stops for a brief second, and that gives Ghostface just enough time to jump through a window and grab her. This is really the only, I mean, with the exception of even answering the phone, but for the most part, this is really the only mistake she makes, is that slight pause. True. I feel like if she didn't make that pause, she probably would have lived. It's possible. What do you guys think?
3: Uh, Maybe. No? I don't know.
1: Don't you think they would have just killed the parents, too? I mean, we say
0: that, but, like, I don't – that's the thing with Ghostface. He's really not, like, a strong or, like, an overbearing killer. He's a killer of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't feel like with the I dad s- there, he they would – well, there might have been two of them, though. But I don't think so.
3: Okay. I uh, I heard that there's some, like, thread somewhere. I don't know if it's on Reddit or something like that. But, like, they pinpoint which killer is at which scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Like, there's. I don't think there's two of them at each scene.
0: Uh, I've yeah, I've read that one. I think this is the only one where they're both there because I think one of them is talking to her on the phone, and the other one is uh, after maybe. her. But in all the other ones, it's just one. I believe, except for the very end. But yeah,
1: yeah, I think there has yeah, to be two because like before she runs, like Ghostface is in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden he gets her.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this scene they're both there. Yeah, according have to. Be. to- yeah. You know, whatever. Like who knows, except for West Craven, I guess, but We get a shot of Casey running through the yard as Ghostface follows uh follows her and he catches up with her, he grabs her around the neck and stabs her in the chest. As she falls to the ground, he gets on top of her and begins to choke her. Very important to remember because she kicks him in the nuts as he falls over. Casey slowly crawls to or she walks to the side of the house just as her parents go by into the house. She's unable to talk because he was choking her so she can't yell for her parents. Inside her parents find the house destroyed, filled with smoke in all the rooms and this is when I noted that I did hear the smoke alarm finally. Mm-hmm. Her mom picks up the phone to call the police but she can hear Casey wheezing and grunting as Ghostface continues to thrust his knife into Casey as the mother hears it over the phone. Her dad tells the mom to go down to the McKinney as they um, they walk outside for the mom to leave. We see the mom start screaming bloody murder as the camera zooms off of the mom's face out to the tree where Casey Becker is hung from the swing we saw earlier with her guts hanging out. There's a loud thunderclap and Scream shoots over the screen.
1: Whoa. I actually thought the parent scene was sad. I didn't notice that before. You noticed mm-hmm. yeah, that this watch it for was some sad? Reason I just noticed it was actually kind of sad. Why? I don't know. It just was. But if you came home like when- and found that...
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Especially... I think like whenever the mother's on the phone with, like, yeah. and she hears her daughter like mm-hmm. dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why intense. I didn't
1: notice it, but yeah, it's pretty.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Um, and then not even knowing what's going on or where right. she's at. Right. Like we know where she's at because mm-hmm. we're watching, but like she has no idea where she's at. Obviously, she's she's within range of the receiver or whatever. But did you have something?
2: I was just gonna say it sucks that she's still alive at one point when yeah. her home, but it's like mm. too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: and you can't find her like you you can hear her but you have no idea where she's at right yeah. um i have a question here is this the best opening scene in horror movie history mm. Mm.
2: it's a good one but i don't know that it's the best
3: it's top five
4: yeah, yeah. definitely top five I agree i don't know i Ghost ship one. has the best opening
2: oh yes agreed
0: we did Ghost ship that was your movie mm-hmm. that is a really good opening yes good i don't know man i would have to take this one i guess everybody's different but yeah i think it's probably in most people's top five i agree uh the bait and switch is amazing especially and again i wish i would have seen this in the movie theaters and been old enough to get excited for it when it first came out because to see hey drew barrymore's in this movie and you go watch and she gets killed in the first 20 minutes yeah i'd imagine that fucked with a lot of people
4: i had a question as well for this scene um why don't you think they showed uh steve getting killed
3: Mm. depends on which version you're watching
4: is there another version where you get to see it
3: there's a version where it's like more bloody and shit like you see his guts falling out onto the floor Mm. and stuff
4: well yeah but like they don't show like you just hear him stabbing Steve but then it like pans back to him you just see him like his guts heading out
0: oh yeah yeah that's true I don't know I've never thought about that
3: Mm. gotta keep it PG-13
0: it was probably easier on the practical effects people too because they're like oh we'll just have these fall out when the light turns on (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they yeah, did it because they wanted
2: true. like more to be focused on Casey or something. They didn't want to like draw away from that. I don't
4: mm. know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too.
0: Could be. Could be. I don't know. I've, I've honestly never thought of that before. Um... The last thing I have about the scene is honestly to me, this scene kind of plays out like almost like a final scene of a movie, but it's at the beginning, which is why I think I like it so much because I don't like, I cannot stand slow burn movies where it takes for uh, like 45 minutes just to get into something. And this one, right out of the gate, is really great. So, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Perfect. I'm like that fucking movie Mandy you talked me into watching Mark. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Mandy and The Lodge are both good movies. Fucking terrible movies.
4: The Lodge is terrible.
0: Yep. So's Mandy. Bad movie. Bad, bad movie. Sorry.
2: <sighs> I've not seen either. Yeah. I haven't seen
1: either one.
3: Alright, go watch it. Don't go. listen to Josh. They're good movies.
2: <laughs>
1: I do want to watch The Lodge, so I probably will. Even Nicolas Cage
0: couldn't save Mandy took me four sittings to get through that. i want to poke hot pokers through my eyes. Anyway, hmm. scene two, PG high school relationships. The Skanky scene, Sid. Yeah, poor <laughs> Sid. The scene opens with Sidney Prescott typing in her room. She hears a clatter outside. You like how I put in clatter? A clatter. <laughs> As her boyfriend, Billy, scares her coming up through her window. Circa Dawson's Creek-esque. Sid's dad tries to open the door but it's jammed shut with the closet door Billy hides as her dad comes in and tells her he's going away he'll be gone for the whole weekend after he leaves Billy and Sid start talking he tells her that he's been watching The Exorcist and started thinking of her not really a great compliment when you think about it
1: yeah that's kind of a weird come on
0: You know, (laughs) he compares their relationship to an edited for TV movie versus the NC-17 they were headed toward when they first started dating. He asked if they could do a little more uh, on top of the clothes stuff. You know, she does agree to it. They start kissing, and she's he starts to slide his hand up her nightgown, and uh, she says, "Whoa, stud bucket,
1: (laughs) stud bucket." (laughs) I could see you using that one. I could see Brooke wearing this nightgown. Like I feel like this is what he wears. I
4: feel
5: like this what he wears to bed.
4: (laughs) Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nothing. I, I have the one with like little fanny butthole. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> you know, fan like pops down.
1: Oh, butthole! Oh, I hate that word, <laughs> dude.
5: Oh, okay. Easy
1: access, brook.
4: Oh, shit.
5: Oh, my God. Dude. They're <laughs> never going to come on here again.
0: He backs up to uh, the window, and she tells him that she appreciates the romantic gesture. He tells her that he's not trying to rush her. I'm calling bullshit. As he leaves the window, she asks if he would settle for a PG-13 relationship and shows him her boobs. He tells her she's a tease and goes out the window. Can we all agree she's
1: kind of a cock tease? Have they been dating yeah. for a year or over yeah. a year? This is all they've done?
0: Over a year.
2: I'll agree to that. But yeah. also, he's kind of a douche.
5: True. Yeah, she's Why do you feel marriage, that way? Uh,
2: just like his whole his attitude, like the whole time. He's a bad he's boy. Just, I don't even so much yeah. get that. I feel like he's like condescending mm. and I don't know. He's kind of a fucking jerk.
4: And she even like locks her door, like moves the door in front of the other door so her dad can't get in. Like she definitely wants. This is true.
0: She wants some of that oh. day. So you agree she's kind of a, a dick tease, but yes. at the same time he's kind of a dick.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Did you feel that way before, or just this viewing that you didn't really like Billy in mm, this scene?
2: I kind of felt that way before. Okay. Like I like him. I like the actor a lot, but yeah, his character is he's kind of an ass.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I have a note later. Um. But he's almost like two different people. He's like one person around Sydney, and then when he's around, not when she's not around, he's completely different, mm-hmm. I agree. which I honestly didn't pick up until probably the last couple times I've watched it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you notice what song was playing in the background of the scene? What was it? Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It's like a weird nice. a version of it, but yeah.
0: It's not the, orig- the original.
1: It's the different uh, Yeah, room. I don't think it is. Intriguing. I just thought that way. I never caught that before. That's a good catch. Mm. So one of your Rob Zombie movies, too. <laughs> It is. One, I remember us talking about it. One
0: of the Halloween movies. I
2: think it's, yeah. yeah, the
5: Halloween. I think it's the
1: first Halloween. Scene three:
0: Gail Weathers reporting for duty. Sydney walks to the schoolyard as there are news reporters everywhere. Tatum walks up and tells Sid that Casey Becker and Steve were slaughtered the night before. They're interrogating everyone at school. Dewey said it's the worst thing they've seen in years. Even worse than... Well, it's bad. We cut to Sydney being called out of class to the office as she walks to uh, into the office. The principal says she's the daughter of. And he stops as she walks in. So clearly there's something going on. We know what it is about her mom, but everybody's kind of beating around the bush at this point about, you know, they're kind of walking on eggshells around Sydney, I think. Outside, the group group of friends, which is Billy, Sid, Stu, Tatum, and Randy are sitting around the fountain. They're discussing the investigation. Stu jokes that it takes a man to kill someone like that. Sid asks how you gut someone. Stu explains, you slice them from the groin to the sternum. And then Billy, like, what's he call it? What? Like, he calls it something else, but I forget. But Stu and Billy. It's tact ass. Yeah, that's, that's what it if. is. Like, <laughs> clearly these two are fucking off a little bit. hmm <laughs> But I don't know that anybody catches that on the first watch. But So they continue to joke back and forth about who the killer is, accusing each other. As they go back and forth making murder jokes, Sid gets upset and walks off as Billy looks annoyed at Stu. Um, do you think this is honestly how kids would react to this kind of thing happening at their
1: school? I don't think so
2: they seem a little
3: nonchalant i don't think so see i'm i'm on the contrary of that i think like because it's high school so it's like fucking gossip central i agree i feel like i I feel like they portrayed it really well just given the fact like she wasn't one of their friends circles she was just like a girl that sat near them in class and shit like that Mm -hmm. so it was just like gossiping the whole time that's what I, thought I it got. Was
4: funny, <clears throat> I thought it was funny whenever Tatum was telling Sydney about like, oh yeah, they're interviewing teachers, students, and even terrorists. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think terrorists
4: <laughs> would be doing this. <laughs> right.
0: I agree with you. I think that this is exactly how kids would react, especially if it wasn't a close friend to them; it was somebody they knew. But in this scene, we also find out that Stu and Casey had dated and had some history, which mm-hmm. I think is important to the storyline later. But, um. Yeah, so I think a couple of things here. One is they were kind of introducing Randy as the comic relief. I know you don't like Randy, but um <laughs> correct? I'm not a fan. Okay, did you like him any more this viewing? No. No, still don't like Randy. Mm-hmm. Do you like Randy? No. Oh, wow. I'm the only one that likes Randy. <laughs>
4: did
0: like it? Randy. you fucking say I, I was, was Randy?
4: I Randy as
2: well. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we you did mean, say you were Randy. Probably because you're like cutting jokes all the time and whatnot.
1: Brooke, did you say you don't like Randy either?
4: No, I like Randy.
3: Oh, we both like Randy. Ew, three to two,
2: three to two.
4: Also, during the scene, whenever Principal is like talking to Sydney, he like grabs her like face in a really like weird sexual way.
0: Yes, totally does. We, I watched it this morning with my wife, and she was like, "Did he?" We actually rewound it. She was like, "Did he grab her face?" I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't think so." And we were, we did, and sure enough, he like massages like under her chin. I guess I didn't notice <laughs> yeah. that weird, huh? It's really fucking weird. But yeah, I didn't even notice Abby called it out. Um, Anything else on that scene you guys want to talk about before we move on? Okay. Beautiful. I don't think so. Scene four. Hello, Sydney. We see Sid get off of a school bus at her house and inside she's talking to Tatum on the phone about staying at her house. Tatum tells her that she'll grab some movies and pick her up at seven since Sid's dad is out of town. Similar to my comment last time, Sid is way too fucking old to be riding the school bus.
1: Yeah. She looks she, ridiculous getting off of this thing.
0: Yes. <laughs> agreed. She looks like she's 28 getting off of this <laughs> yes. school bus. Looks, just looks so dumb. <laughs> it does. Uh, dude, so funny. Um, but I have another question. What is her... Does it ever say what her dad does? Because I need no, to get a new fucking job. House is
1: ridiculous.
0: Dude, they are balling.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: He's clearly some kind of traveling something. I salesman. travel,
0: you see where I live, vacuum, I don't have all Vacuum that salesman. <laughs> Ooh, what if he was? <laughs> traveling vacuum salesman? Uh, Neil Prescott, inventor of the Hoover. <laughs> After getting her stuff ready, Sid sits down on the couch and we see that Gail Weathers is on the news. She's talking about Sydney's mother, Maureen Prescott, and her death a year earlier. She was raped and murdered not far from the town square. Um, and I honestly, until this viewing, I never really thought about this, but it was less than a year that her mom got murdered and killed right there. Like, that's really not that much time. Uh -uh.
3: No, no.
0: Like, I never really thought that until watching it the last couple of times. I was like, wow, that really for a high school kid to process and deal with that. That's really not that much time. Uh -uh. No.
4: Yeah. Like even later in the movie, um, uh, Billy says like, Oh, why aren't you over it? Like (laughs) it's been a year. It's like not that long.
0: Yeah, it's really not when you think, and again, she's supposed to be in high school, so even for a high school kid, like, that's not, I I couldn't imagine, especially with the way that she was killed, right, and having to go through a trial, Yeah. and we find out she was, like, the key witness in prosecuting Cotton Weary, like, that's a lot to go through in less than a year, so, I don't know why, it just never clicked until, maybe it's because I'm old and wise, Seth.
1: Could be. You think that's what it is? Probably.
0: Mm -mm. I bet that's Mm -mm. what Did you just say, "Uh -uh"? uh-uh? Uh-uh. What
1: the fuck, dude? What? She was negating the wise part.
0: Oh, that's fine. I don't care. Sydney shuts off the TV and lays down on the couch falling asleep. Um, The clock shows 5.45 p.m. The sun goes down, and we see that the clock now says 7.15 p.m. As the phone rings and wakes Sydney up, Tatum tells her she's got to hit the movie store and grab some movies. She'll be over. Don't worry, though. Casey and Steve didn't bite it until (laughs) much after 10 o'clock.
1: I like her Tom Cruise comment in this. Ooh, go ahead and hit She's like, if you pause it in the right place you can see his penis. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? I don't know. I don't I forget what I movie got it was. That,
2: yeah. Sounds like something you would say. I Seth. know. I was like, I'm
1: kinda of tatum in the, <laughs> <laughs> the slutty one. So you think <laughs> you're Tatum? One. Kinda. Okay.
0: <laughs> Who would you be? Would you be Nev Campbell, you
1: think?
2: Mm, I don't know if I'm as like naive as she is.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like you're mm. as like dumb. But maybe but <laughs> in, <laughs>
2: <you>? <laughs> I guess for high school me, yeah. You'd be Sydney? Yeah, probably.
1: We know who Josh would be. (laughs) I'm Randy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Damn it, man. That sucks. So that
3: means Brooke and I are Stu and. What's his face? Billy? Billy?
0: Stu and Billy. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I kind of feel like I'd be Billy.
3: I could
1: see that too. You think?
0: Mm. Yeah, because you're fucked up. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> is wrong with you today?
2: I'm just saying you said you wanted to cut off Seth's lens and see him flop around on the ground is all. <laughs> yeah,
1: so. Yeah, you could be Billy. <laughs> That's fair.
0: That's fair. Um as they hang up the phone rings again and we hear Ghostface voice uh the phone rings she answers we hear Ghostface voice he says, "Hello, Sydney." She asks who it is and he says, "You tell me. Scary night with the murders and all. It's like it's right out of a horror movie. Do you like scary movies?" What's your favorite scary movie? She jokes with him about his sexy voice. He does kind of have a sexy voice, Seth. I feel like this is one of those hotlines you call. (laughs) No? I've never called once. I don't know. What's the point of watching a scary movie? They're all the same. Some big-breasted woman running up the stairs when she'd be running out the front door. Really, it's insulting. She jokes about him being Randy, and he tells her that he is, in fact, not Randy. Oh boy, the question isn't who am I, the question is where am I. He tells her that he's on her front porch. She turns on the light and walks on the front porch, calling his bluff. She walks out on the front porch and we hear birds chirping and wind chimes. Are there birds that late at night chirping? I feel like there would not be.
1: I didn't hear that. I thought I heard an owl. Was it an owl? (laughs) 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 Fuck off, Seth.
0: Nonetheless, nonetheless, there's no one outside. She asks where he's at. He says, I'm right here. She walks around the porch looking but finding no one. She laughs and asks if he can see her now as she's sticking her finger in her nose. He does say, "Uh uh-huh. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but she tells him, nice try. (sighs) Here he goes. He's getting mad again. He screams, if you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sid? Your mother sure didn't. She says, fuck you, you creep, and goes in the house locking the door. Suddenly, behind her, Ghostface comes out of the closet and tackles her. (gasps) Oh, did it get you? No. No? No jump scare yet? <laughs> no,
1: I don't. I really didn't have any in this because I've seen it so many times.
0: This made me hurt. He like grabs her by the hair and slams her fucking head on the mm-hmm. floor as he raises the knife to stab her in the chest. She kicks him in the stomach. She runs up the stairs, just like she said. She
1: tried the front door, though, first.
0: Yeah, okay, explain that to me. How was it locked that she couldn't get it
1: open? It's those chain things where it has to be shut.
0: That's right. You to undo
1: it. Yeah. And she just like was panicking yeah. and didn't do it fast enough. She makes the comment about the big breasted woman
0: running Mm -hmm. upstairs and then she becomes that. (laughs) Yeah. She runs upstairs into her room. She uses the closet again like we saw earlier to lock the door so the door can't be opened all the way. The phone line's dead so she calls the police from her computer. She notices that Ghostface is gone and just then Billy shows up coming through her window like he did earlier. They're hugging and as he's hugging her his cell phone drops out of his pocket. He tells her to wait as she runs downstairs and opens the front door to find Dewey holding the Ghostface mask in the air. They both scream (laughs) hilariously. Dewey screams. That's so funny. (laughs) We see Billy being arrested And Dewey reading him his rights Billy begs them to call his dad as they put him in the back of the cop car Billy is yelling for Sydney as the cop car pulls off Tatum runs up and talks to uh, she talks to Sid they walk over um, out of the back of the ambulance she gets in Dewey's car and they take off um, as they're leaving though Gail Weather shows up and starts asking questions she starts talking to Tatum and Tatum gets in her car and pulls off. Um, she tells Gail she's a real pain in the ass. As Tatum pulls off, Gail's camera guy shows up and asks where she's going. In typical Gail fashion, she replies, Kenny, I know you're about 50 pounds overweight, but when I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now.
4: I also like uh, his response. She's like, Jesus, get the camera. And he's like, my name's not Jesus. But yours Wait, no is. Why she
3: hates this guy. Why does she hate him? I'm saying no wonder why she hates him.
0: Oh, for sure. He yeah. sucks. Let's be honest. Um, okay, so I think my natural reaction would be to think someone who would call like this, again, like I talked about earlier, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but is that they're joking? Like Even with what just happened? I think so, because, the, uh, and also you have to consider who she's, like, around. Like, she thought it was Randy, right, the whole time. Yeah. And then she's, like, I don't know. I just feel like I would probably do that, like go out on the front porch, like, okay, I'm out here. Where are you at? Like, I don't know. You wouldn't. And I, feel like I don't know. feel like
4: prank calls were really big, like, in the late 90s, like, early 2000s, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. We used to do them all the time. I still do. But <laughs> <None. laughs> <laughs> nobody ever picks up the phone now.
0: Uh, no, That's I, true. Would. I would. You'd be pranking somebody's voicemail mm-hmm. um, Saturday night. Could you really call text the police from a computer like that? Is that a thing?
1: I had a yes, note about that. Probably. I, I guess I what? Even then,
3: you can do that. Yeah.
0: Oh well, must be a Canadian thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, and I don't know if anybody remembers, but at this point in the movie on your first watch list, did you think Billy was the killer just because his cell phone dropped out of his pocket? Yes. Yeah. Really? The whole mm-hmm. time you're like, yep, this is the guy. Mm-hmm.
2: And because he's weird. He's like, so I got suspicious. a weird vibe yeah. from him. He's a weird dude.
1: And he acts really weird forward from this. Like yeah. anytime time they interact.
3: The weird yeah. twist is that there is two of them.
4: Right. Yeah. That
1: was the twist. So yeah.
0: everybody thought Billy was definitely the killer.
4: <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. No, I don't think. I think my first time. I I don't think it was just Billy. Like they kind of throw a few characters, like little things at you. Like later on, there's like a scene with the principal where like you think he might be the killer because he's acting like really strange and shit.
1: Mm-hmm. But the cell phone. I mean, back then most people didn't have yeah. one. Like I didn't have one then, so it was it was odd that he had a cell phone to begin with.
0: Okay. I guess I, I don't know why. I just didn't get that he was... I just thought that was way too obvious for him to be the killer. That's why, I guess. Um, but the one thing is, like Brooke talked about earlier, this scene always makes me think of a freaking scary movie when he comes through the window and he drops the phone, the mask, and the knife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm not I'm not the killer. Um the other thing I have a note on, and we can talk more about it later. I think, but like, I feel like in this whole, even the whole Scream series, like, Gail does not get enough credit for her character in the in these movies because she, I mean, she, I think she should be considered a final girl because to date she has that's not true. died. Mm-hmm. But her character in these movies, every movie, I feel like she plays an integral role in the entertainment factor of these movies because even though she's like a bitch in this, like, she's fucking hilarious.
1: But I love that she's a she's, bitch. Yeah, like that's what makes her gail weathers
2: she's some of the comic relief yeah for sure
0: but i think like when people think mm. of these movies they think of okay sydney's the badass final girl who's always fighting back against ghostface well so is gail mm. but then you think okay randy's the comic relief whatever but really gail's funny yeah
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. okay well, And gail's the one who kills billy too is she not she is mm-hmm. uh well technically yeah. sydney
0: is but she's the one that saves sydney and then sydney kills him but yes
3: right yeah If it was real life, he would have been dead.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, so would Randy, though, right? True. But okay. Or at least not up moving around. But we'll get to that. Scene five. Mama told you to treat me like a man of the law. The scene opens with Sid talking to Dewey at the police station. Did you see the Dunkin' Donuts bag on his desk? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking hilarious. (laughs) They can't locate Sid's dad. Inside the sheriff's office, he's questioning Billy and his dad. Hank, that's Billy's dad, tells them to trace the phone records. I think it What was the name of the company?
1: I don't... I didn't Something catch it. Bell. Oh, was it? Well, there used to be like Ohio Bell and... I think that's what Southern it was. Southern Bell. And but all I was this. like, I've yeah. never even
0: heard of this company. Um, so the sheriff asked Billy why he was at Sid's house that night and the night before. Billy's dad, which again, I think I talked about this last time, but the last few times is when I've noticed this, but Billy's dad looks at him like so awkwardly, which I never <laughs> noticed, like hardly ever to be honest, but like... He almost looks at him like, what the fuck? Like, this kid is weird.
1: Yeah. Um, They have an odd, like, Mm -hmm. chemistry.
0: That's the other thing, right? Which we find out later why. But um, the sheriff tells them that they're holding him until they get the phone records. Outside the station is surrounded by reporters. Gail jumps out of her van and makes her way right to the front of the line. Doesn't give a shit about any of these other people that have been there. And you can hear her be like, where's she going? Like
1: in the background.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Inside the cops take Billy right past Sydney, which I think would never happen. But he's like yelling at her and begging her to look at him. Um, And again, if you watch his dad during this, which I've started to do because I noticed it. But like during that scene, you're more inclined to watch billy and sydney that interaction but if you watch her his dad his dad is just like Mm. flabbergasted with this whole thing it looks like and he even says something to his dad and his dad was like yeah tell it to the lawyer or something like that Mm. but i was like okay all right (laughs) dewey walks up uh, with the ghost face outfit and that's when he tells the sheriff they sell these at every five and dime in the state
1: that's where you see the father death Mm. thing on the package
0: father death six six seven look me up on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> he asked the sheriff if he thinks that Billy did it he tells him 20 years ago not a chance these kids today mm-hmm. don't you guys feel like that's every generation though
1: yeah probably I
0: thought like that's gonna be mm-hmm. us one day like when we were kids we would have never done something like this I
2: feel like I already say stuff yeah. like that
3: <laughs> I kind of do <laughs> I literally just said that yesterday actually <laughs> Do you believe it or do you think it's something you are programmed to say? Well, there's these two little shits walking down my street <laughs> and they were like throwing shit around in the middle of the day. And I was like, I would have, I would not have done that whenever I was that age. I would have waited till nighttime. Hmm. So
0: I don't know. I feel like I say it a lot, but I don't know that it's true. Like I did some dumb shit.
2: I did too. I don't know. Like I've seen kids yeah, just I mean, literally so. standing on the side, like throwing rocks at cars as they go by. I'm like I never did Jesus. shit like that. Like, yeah, I'm I never not trying did throw...
1: that. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah.
0: So one time, me and my cousin were staying at my grandparents' house, and we hid behind a pine tree. Mm-hmm. And as cars drove by, we would throw shit at them. But we were in the pine tree, so you couldn't like really see us. And here's the dumbest part, right? So my grandparents live, and you guys can see me too. My grandparents live up on the top of a hill, and their driveway is like straight down at the road. So I don't know why they let us have rollerblades on. But we had rollerblades on, and the tree was off in the grass. So we were in the tree, throwing stuff, and we hit like this nice car that drove by. He like, saying on the brakes. So we haul ass out of the the pine tree, right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in roller skates. So a roller blade. So imagine trying to run in like grass with rollerblades <laughs> on up a
2: hill. I wish uh, I could have uh, seen that. Did yeah. they
0: get you? Uh, he ended up just leaving. But all night uh. we were like, this guy's gonna come back and kill us. He's gonna come back and he's gonna kill us. <laughs> so yeah i i anyway that's to the point like i feel like kids did dumb shit i did dumb stuff but i right now my kids do stuff and i'm like why like i would have never done this Mm. Mm. delinquents i think it's just a product of the time so my point is the sheriff said "Eh, 20 years ago not a chance these kids today i'm calling bullshit definitely would have happened anyway sorry about that Tatum begins to get irritated with Dewey that she he won't let Sid leave and she gets super shitty with him. God damn it, Dewey.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like a total dick towards him That kinda of, kind of annoyed me. Really? Yeah. He's such a doofus. Yeah, but still. He's so
4: yeah, nice. He is though. really stupid in this movie. He is. He,
0: and I honestly again I keep saying this, but upon rewatching this, I really didn't fully fathom how stupid he was.
2: <laughs> he's he's still one of my favorite characters. Oh,
0: I love Dewey. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like I see why she was so in that. Like she's yeah. the high schooler and is more mature than him.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Like even on his desk, he has like with his Dunkin' Donuts. He has like toy handcuffs, like a toy little police car. <laughs> Aww.
2: <laughs> he's so pure. Well, yeah.
4: then he he makes a comment that nobody
0: takes him seriously. No. Like I wonder why, dipshit. That's why he wants Gail <laughs> to ride his face. <laughs> he responds what mama tell you when I wear this badge you treat me like a man of the law Tatum says time's up deputy Dewey boy time to go she grabs Sydney and they start to walk off and again all the other officers are laughing at him in there as uh, he takes Tatum and Sid out the back door outside Gail and Kenny find the back door and run up to Sid and tatum as dewey goes to get the car sid asks gail how the book is going Mm -hmm. as the other reporters start to walk up gail says it's doing great it'll be out this year she'll send her a copy sid turns around and punches gail right in the face
1: love it it's great And she's like bitch dude so fucking (laughs) It was a
0: solid punch yeah it was a good punch do you think you could punch somebody that good
1: maybe in the heat of the moment but do you think so I've never punched anybody in the face. You tried to kick me once, you remember that? That was different. <laughs> 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 I was very drunk and I was laying on my side, wasn't I? Yeah, go ahead. That's all I remember, and I was trying to kick you because you were being an ass. Dude, it was still so funny. Was that the Matt Damon night? That might have been. We
0: had <laughs> so Damon many night.
1: fucking hot mess
0: <laughs> nights. <So, laughs> I'm telling you, so we're sitting there watching a movie. I don't know what it was, but Seth uh Tries to convince Jessica and I that people tell him he looks like Matt
2: Damon. They
1: have, God, (laughs)
2: not when I'm not now that I'm
1: fat, but they used to.
0: Oh
2: my God, stop! (sighs) So
1: all I did,
0: I I kindly replied with my opinion. I said, "Yeah, Seth, you look like Matt Damon if he got hit by a bus."
1: Yeah. (laughs) So I tried to kick him and missed. And missed. (laughs) <laughs> Probably 15 <laughs> times. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Dude,
2: so funny. It's just like you were doing practice kicks. and Josh was like, good uh, job. Do yeah. another one. <laughs> <laughs> they were like real slow.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: good times. It's a good thing we started a podcast. Talk about all these funny times mm-hmm, we have together. Mm-hmm. Scene six. Bam. Sid. Super bitch. At the Riley's house, Tatum and Sid are laying in their... Different beds and Tatum's one room, which we'll talk about in a minute. Do uh, so we bring Sid some ice? Uh, do you, did was this normal when you were in high school? Did you have two beds?
2: No.
4: Okay. I was gonna ask the same thing. Like, why does she have twin beds? And like, they look like kid beds. And then she's wearing like these like weird ass pajamas. Was like
1: I think it was, was a she... thing though, because like whenever we stayed at my grandparents' house, they had a bedroom with two twin beds in it. Really? Yeah, yeah that's, that's your like grandparents where we slept in. I don't know.
0: I thought it was. I don't know why they didn't just have bunk beds, but
2: um, but for just a teenage girl, yeah, that's odd. Have two You just, I guess, you have to be the type of person you have sleepovers all the time that you just <laughs> have to have a se- <laughs>
3: separate bed. Maybe when Billy's when Billy sleeps over,
0: ooh, oh. you think Billy's
1: banging Tatum?
2: Well, they bang and then he goes and sleeps in the other bed afterwards. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: like when they push
1: the beds together, bang, and then push them back apart. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's probably what they
0: on do. the Brady Bunch. Don't they have
2: different beds?
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think they have the twin bed thing. Mm.
2: That is mm. weird. I think, yeah, that was that like the 50s when that was a thing? Must have been. Like separate beds.
0: Did your grandparents have different rooms? No. Mm-mm. Mine did. Mm. Isn't that weird? I think they were secretly divorced.
2: To me, honestly, though, <laughs> I don't think it's weird because I'm a person that likes my space.
0: You'd like to have your own room? Sure, yeah. Well, especially like people it, that do.
1: And if one of them yeah. snored, like I would not be able to sleep in a bed with somebody that snored. All
0: the
2: exactly. time exactly yeah hmm.
0: oh, that's weird to me i don't know I, just, I guess i've never thought of it but
2: i think it's probably something as you age too that becomes yeah. more acceptable like you're like oh you know you know that i love you and everything but
1: but you annoy the fuck out of me when we're yeah, sleeping so, so let's
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: i don't know that just this is odd to me i don't like i have this down here though so like
2: i don't think it's the more normal scenario of the two but i do think a lot of people do that mm-hmm.
0: So if you were gonna get married and somebody was like your person was like, Hey, I, you know, I love you, we're gonna live together, but I want my own room. You'd be like, That's cool.
5: I would.
2: I wouldn't yeah, care. Because I like my like own room mm-hmm. space like that. Uh, uh,
4: I like to cuddle and sleep.
1: Uh, he yeah. does like to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cuddler. Huh. <laughs> he likes to be the little spoon. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know, I guess that's just I guess it's I don't know. Nothing is wrong with it. I just... It'd be odd, I guess.
1: But that's the yeah. excuse I've always heard, is people like, oh, they snore really loud or yeah. something. Like what if they that. have
2: sleep apnea or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's true. That's true. I have it. You do? Yeah. I do. Do you, you have go- your own bedroom? Pardon? Do you
1: have your own bedroom?
3: I did before I got my, like, CPAP machine.
1: Oh. Ooh, I bet that's hot when you're wearing that thing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Get right up on her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn you're like Darth Vader or something with it.
3: Releasing the mask. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> anyway, Mrs. Riley walks in and tells Sid that she has a call. She gets excited, thinking that it's her dad. When she picks up the phone, it's Ghostface, and he tells her that she fingered the wrong guy again. She asks who he is, and he tells her not to worry; she'll find out soon enough. Mrs. Riley yells for Dewey, and at the last minute, Dewey runs out of his room, room in his underwear, holding a gun dude.
4: Oh, All I could think during this scene is Do- Doofy, stop sticking your dick in the vacuum
0: cleaner.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, you know he's Mom jerking told off up me. when I'm cleaning my room.
0: Oh, God, dude. Yeah, you know
1: he's yanking it.
0: Yank it. What is it?
1: Yank it, suck it. What was it? I don't remember. I don't
0: no. know. Se- season one. HMC, yank it, suck it. (laughs) Scene seven, back to school. Sid's eating breakfast and on the news you see they're talking about Maureen Prescott's death and that Sid was the key witness in Cotton Weary's trial. Uh, Dewey tells Sid that they released Billy. The calls didn't come from his cell phone. Sid and Tatum arrive at school driven by Dewey. As soon as she gets out of the car, reporters start harassing her. Sidney sees Gail at her van and walks over to her. Gail's putting on makeup, trying to cover up her black eye that Sid gave her. Sid asks to talk off the record she owes her mother. Gail tells Tells her that she got what she wanted. Cotton is in jail. They're going to gas his ass. You got what you wanted. Sid asks Gail if she really thinks that he's innocent. She says that it doesn't matter what she thinks. Cotton's story hasn't changed one time. He was drunk that night. He left his coat at her house. Her mother seduced him. She saw someone leave wearing the coat. That someone then planted it in his car framing him. She asked Sid if the killer is still on the loose. The murders are related, aren't they? Tatum grabs Sidney and they walk off. Gail tells Kenny there's an innocent man on death row. If this is true, I could save a man's life. Do you know what this could do for my book sales? Dude, she's so cutthroat.
1: But Do you think the school would even be open at this point?
0: No, and they would not allow all these reporters on the yeah, campus.
1: Yeah. I, th- I thought that no. was strange. You think that'd be like a shutdown curfew? like
2: Maybe for that time frame. It's not as weird, Maybe? especially with how sensitive everything is now. I don't know, though.
1: That's true.
4: And I forgot that uh, they got Lee Schreiber to play Cotton as well.
0: Mm. Mm. Which is weird because he has a very small role in this. I almost wonder if they already knew there was going to be a second one.
3: Probably. Probably did. Yeah. yeah. Okay
0: we cut inside the school Sid asks Stu if he's seen Billy he jokes and says that his heart's broken after she labeled him the candy man someone dressed up as Ghostface runs down the hallway screaming Sid turns to walk to class and she walks directly into Billy in the hallway Billy tells her that it wasn't him the cops say that he scared them away she tells him that someone called her last night and he tells her that it couldn't have been him he was in jail and then shows her his fingers that still have the freaking ink fingerprint things on them. They have an awkward exchange about how she'd rather accuse him of murder than sleep with him. He tells her she needs to get over it, over her dying mother. It's been a year. When his mother split town, he got right over it. She tells him that his mother skipped town. She's not lying in a grave somewhere.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're, act- they're like, really weird now. Like, their mm-hmm. chemistry is way off. Yeah. Between the two of them? Yeah, like, he's acting really strange.
0: Yeah, um... Hold that thought. Sydney gets pissed and walks away as Billy grabs his head, saying stupid. The camera cuts to Principal Hembry's office as we see he's reprimanding two students, the ones that ran through the hall in the ghost face mask. We cut to Sydney in the bathroom as two girls were talking shit about her. She hides in one of the stalls to avoid the girls, and they say that Sydney could be the killer. Maybe she's a slut, just like her mother. Her mother was a tramp. They talk about Sydney going crazy, and rather than killing herself, she decides to go on a killing spree.
1: These girls. because yeah, suicide's out of fashion, so. <laughs> that is what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Homicide, homicide's the end thing, I
0: guess. So, Seth, you would probably know better than most of us, and this isn't me making fun of you, but mm-hmm. were kids this fucking mean in school in the 90s?
1: Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. just
0: think that they were that mean when we went to school? Yes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. You say yes very, like.
2: I hated school, yeah. Because of this? There were, there were plenty of girls and guys that were dickheads like that, for sure. High school
1: huh. was super clicky, at least yeah. in the nineties for me, and I felt like mm-hmm. it There's was different groups.
2: It was always like they would say stuff like that around you, but like kind of like under their breath and stuff like that
0: too. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to hear them, mm-hmm. yeah, the popular kids were fucking assholes,
2: yeah, I remember it would happen mm-hmm. in class a lot like really? they they would openly be making fun of like kids like in front of the teacher or something, but like in a way that it was I don't know like not super obvious, so they wouldn't get in trouble, it, right.
3: Like Are
2: only you, they
1: would understand, right? Mm. Huh? Were you in the popular clique, Josh?
3: Uh,
0: I, I guess probably. Like, I hung out with everybody in high school. Oh, like, I ran I,
1: with the theater crowd. But I also bunch of went druggies and alcoholics. Like, I also <laughs> went to like my
0: our school was didn't have a huge graduating class. Like, everybody knew oh. everybody, and like there wasn't like yeah, there were like like little circles of friends. But I feel like if you went to a party, like everybody was there
1: oh no see there were people i didn't even ever have class with in my class
0: huh yours i feel like your school is probably similar to mine though i think it was, it was
2: similar to yours yeah but there were definitely cliques. Mm-hmm. it was like all the it was just like a fucking movie mm-hmm. like all the sports people yep. cheerleaders that type of stuff Band geeks
0: It'd be interesting to have somebody else from my high school tell me their high school experience versus mine to see if it was different. Because I bet you that it probably, hearing you guys say that, it probably was. If I had to guess, Mm
3: -hmm. maybe
0: I just didn't experience it. Maybe not. What about you guys in Canada? I know you guys got a lot of bullies up there, a bunch of tough guys.
3: I was just gonna say, like, Mm -hmm. our cliques kind of like intermingled to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like we brought a lot of different people together. Like, everybody was a stoner at some point, so it all just, like, kind of meshed yeah. into itself. But, I mean, yeah. there definitely was clicks here and there.
4: Yeah, like, I, I'm a year younger than Mark, and I feel like my grade 9 was, like, the last year of, like, initiation and shit like that.
3: Oh, yeah, they put the big kibosh on that.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, they used to, my buddy got hit with the giant paddle. That was a big thing in my grade 9.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh. And,
4: uh,
2: oh, like, dazed and
4: confused? Yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. L-
3: seriously. Yeah.
2: Legit, oh my yeah. god. Wow.
5: Man.
3: Or Seth's dreams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, paddle doesn't sound so bad. In the moment. No, but like
5: <laughs> even in
3: our school too, like different grades hung out with each other too. Yeah. Like, mm. like if I was in grade twelve, I was gonna hang out with like the kids in grade eleven, just because like right. even younger siblings, like they would hang out with the older siblings. Mm. Like I don't know. We're in a small town, so. You kinda hung out with who you could.
0: I feel like that's how mine was because <laughs> when I was a freshman, I hung out with juniors and seniors. Like everybody's hung out together. So I don't know, maybe it was yeah. just a different atmosphere.
1: What was your class? Like twenty people?
0: I think it was <laughs> probably more than that. I don't honestly I don't know. I could probably figure find out, but what was yours? You had a lot, didn't you? It was
1: like three hundred. Oh, mine Jesus. was nowhere yeah. near that. That's why I said Damn. there's people I never even had. My class graduating
3: with. class may have been like sixty people. Oh wow. Uh, I yes, bet mine was
0: close to that. If maybe, definitely no more than 100, but probably between 60. Yeah, so
1: that makes a yeah, different. 80 yeah. at
0: most. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The girls leave and Sydney walks out of the stall crying and calls herself pathetic. As she's looking through her bag, she hears something uh, that looks, she hears something. She looks under the stalls. She finds nothing. She hears someone whisper, Sydney. She looks under the stall again and then boots come down from the shitter
4: I think I ruined I that by saying shitter I got a question for uh, Jess real quick actually are girls bathrooms always this disgusting
2: no I always <laughs> thought that the bathrooms were nice I don't know I'm I guess s- it depends <laughs> so when I worked
1: at Kroger in high school we used to have to clean the bathrooms and the women's was always much grosser
2: huh.
1: than a-
0: the men's Abby's told me that she's like women's like, bloody I- tampon, like yeah. just disgusting
2: I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just depends on where it's at. But high school, no. it was not gross. No. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: I went oh, in okay. at lunch to take a piss once, and there was a dude
1: turning around backwards, shitting in the
5: urinal. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> where? In school. Oh. Were you like, hey, need some toilet paper? It was like, <laughs>
2: hey,
3: what's up, dude? Uh, no, he I need toilet paper. It acted like a bidet.
0: I just pretended to wash my hands and left. It was like this is fun. This is odd. This is not. This is not right. It's like one of those things where you see it and you're like, "This isn't. This isn't
1: normal." You're like, "Well, that's not gonna go down."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Waffle stomp that shit, Oh, so, yeah. dude. <laughs> that's
5: terrible. Uh, so
0: anyway, she's looking under the stall door. She sees the boots come down. The bottom of the rope falls down, and um. Ghostface comes out of the stall, starts to come at her. She slides underneath him. Very Kill Bill-esque, mm-hmm. I might say, and goes right out
1: the the door there. So I take issue with this scene. Okay, go ahead. You start it off. <laughs> How did the killer or killers know she was going to go in there? Because they had to have already been in there mm-hmm. the whole time.
0: Yep. That's a great point. Um, yeah. Do you think that maybe, because this couldn't have been Billy, right? Cause Billy, spoiler alert. Yeah, Billy's a killer. So it couldn't <laughs> have been Billy. Because he was outside talking to her and she runs right into the bathroom. Right. So, do you think Billy may have been uh, distracting her while the other killer went into the stall and waited?
1: But how'd they know she was going to go in the bathroom?
0: Because what normal person would be like, hey, you need to get over your dead mother? It's been all almost a year. Get over
4: <laughs> it. Where else is she going to go? I
1: mean, they're taking a gamble that she's going to go in the bathroom.
4: Worst case, she doesn't go in there and they leave.
1: That's true. That's true.
4: And also, why didn't she tell anyone that he was in there when she ran out? She just, like, left the school entirely? (laughs) Yeah, good point. Yeah, I wonder that, too. That is
0: a good point. I've never thought about that before. I just assumed that she did. Huh. That is weird, because in the next scene... She scenes, ran where...
4: right by a teacher, too. Like, that was right there. Just right down the stairs. Gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but do you think she thought it was that ghost-faced person running down the hall, and they were just messing with her, maybe?
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Mm. It just scared her. Uh,
4: I feel like they would have tried to attack her, though.
0: That's true. I don't know. that. I've honestly never thought of that. That's a really <laughs> good point. Um, But it, we can all agree it had to have been Stu. There's no way it could have been Billy. Right. Oh, fuck, yeah, I just gave yeah. the other killer away. Sorry. Um, okay, cool. So scene eight, the curfew. The scene opens with the gale approaching Dewey, introducing herself. He asks her how her eye is. He tells her that there's no problem on campus and uh, she shouldn't be there anyway. You look awfully young to be a police officer. Ma'am, I'm 25 years old. She tells him that her demographic is between the ages of 11 and 24. She compliments his huge muscles. Again, playing a Dewey's stupidity, he totally plays into it. And I think he gives her some sort of uh, comment about how it makes people take him more seriously. Let's be honest. Dewey's not ripped. No. No. Okay. Principal <laughs> Henry comes over to PA and he has suspended all the classes and the uh, police have instituted a curfew. Gail says, it sounds like we have a serial killer on our hands. Dewey tells her that he'll have to knock off a couple more. And she says, oh, we can only hope. <clears throat> Poor Gail. Gail asks if she if uh, they found Sid's father yet. He tells her no, and that they've ruled out any other sus or they haven't ruled out anyone as a suspect. She asks if they uh, if she watches the show if he watches her show. He tells her that he may be twenty five, but he was twenty four for a whole year and walks away. Um, so, do you think a normal cop would just give Gail all this information like, "Oh, we haven't found her dad. No. We're
4: we're ruling out nobody as a suspect." Like.
3: Mm-mm. He's smitten.
4: Yeah, and I feel like he's not fully a true cop yet. Like maybe that's why no one takes him seriously, because he's not that good at his job. Yeah, he's terrible yeah. at his job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. she definitely plays him. But I think this scene was not necessarily to, to tear Dewey down. It's more to build Gale up and kind of show you how clever she is, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so it's more of
4: a Gale scene for me. Um, I also thought that they could have like cut out this little part whenever they – show like the stores closing for like the curfew and then like the kids like leaving the park it's like still bright as day out but the curfew's not till like 9 p.m so i feel like they could have like cut that little part out
1: yeah yeah that's true
0: could have cut some run it, time out yeah um yeah. no i agree i'm I'm a fan of 90 minute movies so this was a little over that so i agree they could have probably cut that part out um but then you wouldn't have got the sweet theme music playing though True, true. Uh, So we see Sid and Tatum walking out of the school. Stu walks up and tells him that he's planning a party at his house. Tatum asks Sid if she'll go to the party. Stu says he's got her covered. He's so buff. These kids have a very uh, incorrect understanding of what buff is, in Uh my opinion. They're
1: all scrawny little dudes. Uh (laughs) <laughs> Not a muscle to be had with any of these guys. Were you ripped in high school, Sid? So I bet you were like jacked up, weren't no, you? No, I was like 6'2 and 150 pounds. Oh, uh, boy, you look a bean it's like a beam pole. look like a
2: wet noodle. <laughs> <laughs> a wet
1: noodle.
0: <laughs> Basically,
1: it's a stick. Poor Sid.
0: <laughs> Sid agrees to go to the party and they walk off away from Stu. Stu says, Yes. We cut to the hem- Mr. Hembry's office and uh, he's like trying the mask on. He. It's really an odd scene, mm-hmm. uh, but then he gets a knock at the door. When he checks, no one's there. Then he hears it again. He goes out into the hallway to check. He finds a janitor in the hallway. Do you guys know this is Wes Craven, correct? <laughs> He's dressed in Freddy's. Freddy Krueger, yeah. His And then his name is even Fred.
1: Oh, I didn't catch that part.
0: Yeah, he says, oh, sorry, Fred. <laughs> Principal Henry goes back to the office and he's checking the closet all around his room. He finds nothing. He walks back. He shuts the office door and ghost faces behind the door. Jumps out, stabs him multiple times as he screams. Scene nine. School's out for summer. The scene opens with Sid and Tatum sitting on a porch talking about Sid's mother and Cotton potentially being innocent. You can't prove a rumor. That's why it's a rumor, Tatum tells Sidney. And then it goes further back. There have been more than him there have been multiple men you can only hear that richard gear gerbil story so many times before you start (laughs) to believe it
1: that was a big thing for a long time
0: um i didn't know about i mean i know what it is but yeah um,
1: everyone talked about that for a long time really Mm -hmm. did people like try it no i just everyone thought it was true seth i've not put what's the story i I
3: don't know this story oh you don't know the story (laughs) they try and put like a gerbil in his ass yeah and it
1: got stuck and he had to go like to the hospital to get it removed whether it's true or not, I don't know. How would uh, that
3: work? I feel, like, I feel like Richard Gere wouldn't do this. <laughs> it was a big...
1: Everyone talked about it. Dude,
0: nothing is out of the realm of possibility in Hollyweird. Let's be honest. Um, Sid socks off and then says, if she was wrong and Cotton isn't the killer, that means the killer's still out there. Tatum tells her not to freak herself out. She sounds like a Wes Carpenter flick. Let's boogie. Did you say that in high school, Seth? Did you say let's boogie? No. Come on.
1: Tell I did us not the truth. say let's boogie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. <laughs> All right. But now I'm going to start using it.
0: Through the trees, you can see <laughs> Ghostface snooping on the girls. Okay, so this scene felt completely out of place to me, like completely out of place with the rest of the movie. Yeah. This and the scene later where you see him in the store again. But like, why would the person dressed as Ghostface be stalking them in the Ghostface outfit?
2: Right.
1: Right.
0: It doesn't make any sense.
1: It's probably just so we can't see who it is,
0: mm. but that they're watching. Right okay
1: the movie cuts to Randy and
0: Stu at the video store discussing the party tonight Randy sees Billy in the horror section and tells Stu well that's in poor taste Stu tells Randy that it was just a misunderstanding Billy didn't do anything Randy tells Stu that he's a lap dog this is standard horror movie stuff Stu asks what Billy's reason would be and he tells them that maybe Sid wouldn't have sex with him now that Billy tried to mutilate her do you think that Sid would go out with me Stu starts to laugh and says not at all <laughs> <laughs> uh, he then says he thinks that it's their father. Why can't they find her pops? Randy freaks out and says that he'll probably turn up. There's a formula here, a very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. I'm telling you, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. As he turns around, he walks right into Billy, who snatches him up. He's stuck between Billy and Stu, and they're basically fucking with him at this point. Like Stu's like flicking his ear, and they're like asking him about him being a suspect and what his motive would be. And Randy comes back, which I thought was pretty clever. He said it's the millennium. Motives are out. Billy walks off. As Randy asks Stu, you're telling me that's not a killer. So what do you guys think of uh, of, of Randy's uh, motive at this point? Do you think that's a believable one?
2: I mean, I think it's believable. I mean, that could yeah. be, yeah. Uh...
0: Okay. I don't know. Did you, At any point ever, did you think that Randy was the killer?
3: No. No. Uh-uh. No, okay. not at all. Okay.
0: I think he is kind of red herring as well. He's supposed to be like the horror movie guru kind of the odd guy out i think that's what they were trying to play him as
2: see i never thought that though like really? there, there was never a thought in my mind that he would have been one of the suspects mm-hmm.
0: okay
1: no nope.
0: okay other thing i have here is do you think that tatum in her uh talking about she was basically having a heart-to-heart with sid like hey look your mom's not as innocent as you think she was so right. do, you, do you think that in this scene tatum is basically mimicking the thought of the whole town that Sid's mom was really just this big whore. I think so.
1: Yeah. 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 She's trying to yeah. tell her in a way Definitely. that's not saying your mom was a big whore.
5: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what I gathered is yeah. that Tatum was trying to be like the voice of reason. Like, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> if it was Seth, he would just come out and say your mom was a big whore. Yeah. <laughs> would you? <laughs> Probably. That's
0: what you'd say to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, your mom was a slut.
0: Big skank.
1: Here's some <laughs> pictures. Do you think my mom's a slut? I don't think so.
4: Oh, okay. We know you do, Jess. You think she's a big no, no, Um at one point too, Randy says that he's been fired twice from the video store. <laughs> Why do you think he was fired?
0: <laughs> um, my guess is he's probably a movie snob and somebody who was not like a horror movie junkie came in and probably asked something stupid. And I can see him just like ripping their head off. Yeah,
2: I think he would get like too passionate about. Yeah, certain like ones. you don't want to yeah. rent
1: this and throw it here.
2: Rent, yeah. Watch this instead. Well, yeah. doesn't he
0: <laughs> yell at the one girl because she asks him, "Is the howling in a co- in the comedy section or the horror movie section or some movie?" Yeah. She asked him. About. I don't he, remember yeah. what the movie was, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I think he yells at
3: her. But I think but that this, would be probably why. This is why Josh is Randy, though.
0: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. could be, could. B, but honestly this video scene store is probably one of my favorite scenes um especially after knowing the ending and who the killers are because you i think when you know that stuff you look at it from a different perspective and like these two are acting fucking weird yeah in that moment yeah. mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I really like it knowing it. upon rewatch i think it's a, a very good scene well it's Stu's um, so
1: goofy anyway it's like hard to tell
0: yeah, exactly yeah.
4: Like that like crazy crazy talk crazy eye thing he does yeah. yeah,
0: especially in that scene cuz he like changes from being funny and goofy and lighthearted to like he's like fucking really creepy mm-hmm. when he's behind Randy. Mm-hmm. So Scene 10, I see you as a young Meg Ryan. We see all the businesses in town closing early due to the curfew. Dewey drives Sid and Tatum into town so they can get food. They joke about what what would holy shit, I can't talk. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Mouthful of balls. <laughs> balls. They joke about who would play them in a movie. Tatum and Sid go shopping for food for the party. Sid tells Tatum that Billy has put up with her through all the sex stuff. As they're talking, we see Ghostface stalking him in the store. Again, I think this is really out of place to me, but whatever. Outside, Dewey walks up to the sheriff sucking on an ice cream cone. He is sucking the fuck. He's like aggressively <laughs> sucking, sucking that <laughs> cone. The sheriff tells Dewey that he calls, uh, the calls came from Neil Prescott's phone, not Billy's. Tomorrow's the anniversary of his wife's death. They'll keep the curfew on until tomorrow. Uh, the sheriff tells Dewey to stay close to Sid. Don't let her out of his sight. So this scene, I really like the dynamic between the sheriff and Dewey because you see the sheriff smoking a cigarette and he's like this big masculine dude. And Dewey's just fucking licking, sucking on this ice cream cone. <laughs> and it really shows his immaturity in this scene, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, i think that was the point of the scene yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah even Is though how do, you guys eat an ice cream cone um so i that, do how do you eat an ice cream cone <laughs> <laughs> you lick all around the sides and you come oh, yeah. right back up to the
2: top
1: yeah <laughs>
2: that's how you eat an ice cream cone yeah
1: Round the sides up the shaft
2: yeah
0: i gotta take a break i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but no seriously i think that in this scene this was supposed to showcase okay, you got the sheriff smoke like a normal cop smoking a cigarette giving instructions you got dipshit licking his ice cream cone and <laughs> the only thing that would have been better if it, if it would have fell off on the ground but mm-hmm. yeah. scene 11 they do
4: make dewey they do make dewey look really dumb though because like at one point he tells gail like oh actually i'm 25 <laughs> So he's not not like just at a high school like becoming a cop, like he's been an adult for a good you know six years
0: for sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. Uh, they do it a lot in the movie, which you, we brought up a couple of good points now, but I think this was the one that for me at least that it was like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. and then to
1: top it off, why would the sheriff trust him to help her? I don't know, and again, like we talked about the last episode, why is it a sheriff's office and not the city police department?
0: Oh, that's true. Hmm. always you, a sheriff you hate sheriffs don't you
1: i just think it's odd it's always a sheriff like
0: seth hates sheriffs now we know i do <laughs> <He does. laughs> i don't even know any <laughs> scene 11 party at the mockers the scene starts with gail and kenny following dewey to the party at Stu's house dewey drops the girls off and tells them to have fun but not too much fun do you really think a cop would drop these teenage kids off at a house party like this
1: no wow well, dewey would Okay.
2: Yeah. See, we probably would. Yeah. Like, since it's his sister, I think it just depends on like who it is, what the situation is. If you know, like, mm-hmm. what's going on there, that yeah. type of thing.
0: But and his and office no- enforced a curfew, and right. he is the police officer right.
4: dropping them off at a party. Yeah. <laughs>
0: kind of dumb. And no
4: one takes him seriously. He pulls up in the cop car, and no one like <laughs> is like, "Oh shit, the cops are here!" Right. Yeah. It's like, no, it's just. <laughs> really
1: and if you were Sid, would you want to go to a party with everything that's just happened?
4: No,
2: I wouldn't.
0: Well, I think there's two trains of thought. The first is that no you wouldn't want to go to the party when all this happened. But the second thing is like you'd want to go and be around a bunch of people so you weren't by yourself, I think.
2: Yeah, just to kind of get your mind off of it or whatever. I don't know.
1: Was a murderer on the loose. Oh, let's go to a party. <laughs> right? A murder party. Ooh. <laughs> we should have a murder party. <laughs>
0: We'd actually have to kill somebody, though. No. Oh, okay. No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Inside, we see the kids <laughs> dancing, drinking, and they're watching scary movies. Stu's wearing a Hugh Hefner-esque robe and giving some beer bongs to a dude. Gail and Kenny try to hide the to hide their van out of sight so nobody sees it. Of course, as soon as they get out, Dewey walks up to her. He tells her that there's no story here, just a bunch of kids cutting loose. He tells her just there, uh, he's just there to keep an eye on things. He's going to check the party out he tells her she can join if she'd like sneaky gail grabs her coat and a hidden camera inside they're discussing which horror movie to watch and sid asks why jamie lee curtis is in all of these movies Stu says that she's the scream queen with a set of lungs like that why wouldn't she be dewey and gail walk in the party and everyone gets super excitum, ex- excitum, excited excited <laughs> excited except for tatum she gets real pissed and um tells dewey to leave take her with you um but if you notice, all the other kids are like drooling all over. So Gail's definitely like a local celebrity, right? Right. Yeah. Sid asks Dewey if they found her dad. He tells her no and not to get worried. Tatum goes out into the garage to get Stu more beer. Holy nipples. I know. I said, oh my God, nips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think those are her real nipples? Probably. Like, why would they put fake nips in?
4: Why would they leave that in? Maybe. She's looking like Jennifer Aniston from Friends. <laughs> yeah. are her nipples always hanging out yeah they're always very oh,
5: yeah.
1: you, alert really? your nips were doing it that one recording we did
2: It looked, that one's Best getting trick. it's starting to do it right now <laughs> we're talking about it it's just like Boo.
0: is it? Is it coming out
2: I, I always see the one on Seth's forehead yeah she
0: sees the profile of the nipple <laughs> <laughs> stop it you're making me feel insecure
2: well you always grab them then yeah. afterwards <laughs> <And> then,
0: <laughs> you like start playing with them what do you think they're gonna do I think you do it, so I'll grab my nipples. I do.
2: You got me. Fuck,
1: you it. me. <laughs> but yeah, her nips are like super erect. Holy nipples, dude.
3: <laughs> but she was like a sex symbol back then, so.
5: Yeah. Well,
1: maybe it was Understandable. on purpose. That's
3: yeah. true. She's supposed to be like the sexy one in this group, too. Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: So as she opens the fridge door, we see that the door um, to the house closes. She goes back to the door, uh, but of course, she has a full arm of beers, and the door is locked. Hey, shitheads, hello. Shit. Piss. She opens the garage door and walks toward it. As she gets to it, the garage door starts to close. When she turns around, we see Ghostface is behind her, blocking the door. As she um, she asks if it's Randy, he shakes his head no. She tells him to lose the outfit. If Sydney sees it, she'll flip out. Out. She jokes about being a helpless victim and tries to go by him. He grabs her arm. She drops the beers as he starts to cut her with a knife. She falls backwards into a chair. She gets up and runs. She's able to get uh, like on the other side of the fridge and uh-huh. smashes his ghost face with the freezer door. As she gets up, she throws the beers at him, hit him in the nuts, smashing beers all around him. She crawls. Why is she crawling? I never got... She runs and like falls and crawls toward the garage door to try to get through the doggy door. Doesn't he cut her or something? Like He cuts her on the arm, but that's really it. There's uh-huh. really no reason to crawl around like a yeah. maniac. Um, Ghostface gets up and opens the garage door as the garage door raises in the air. Tatum's stuck in the doggy door that she can't get through probably because her nipples are so hard.
1: Yeah, her nips got stuck. <laughs>
0: it <laughs> smashes her head. The lights begin to flicker and she dies. Ghostface slips back in the house. So we talked about this before but she was actually too skinny to fit through that doggy door so they actually had to staple her shirt on the inside of it so she couldn't actually get through it because she would have fit through the door. Really? Um fun fact for you guys but i have a question i don't think it's true but do you think this door would actually pull a full person up and no. do that
3: uh-uh. no
4: no no
1: nope. it was still a cool death scene though i guess it was it was but it, even if it yeah. could lift a person up it wouldn't be enough force to like kill them like at the top it would just be annoying
0: yeah like and
5: eh.
2: yeah most of them now it's like if anything's in the way Mm. at all it won't even like do oh yeah the
0: sensors would go off or something because even
1: back then like they didn't have the sensors but like if they hit something they would go up so i think it would Mm. it wouldn't work it would
4: not have happened in that Mm. manner okay like we were saying before um ghostface is like really clumsy and this like scene really shows that yeah
0: oh for sure this is one of the reasons i like ghostface so much is because he's not like your Michael or your Jason or your Freddy. He's just like a normal person mm-hmm. that like they fight back, but somehow he always ends up on top. Yeah. Yeah. So again, one of the reasons that I like him. Um Scene Twelve. What's Leatherface doing here? People are leaving the party as Stu's telling them bye. Sid asks if he's seen Tatum, just as Billy pops up and jump scares them. Seth, did this scare you? No. Has anything jump scared you yet? Not in this one, no. Probably when
1: I first saw it, but oh, not, okay. not now.
0: All right. Sid tells Billy that if Tatum sees him, she'll freak <clears> out. So <clears throat> Stu says, you know, naturally, you guys should go to my parents' room. Randy asks Stu, why is Leatherface here? There, uh, <laughs> there goes my shot with Sid. Then he says, then he says he's going to go check on them, which we never see, by the way. But up in the bedroom, Sid and Billy have a heart-to-heart about Sid not knowing her mom was uh, who her mom was, and that she's just really scared that she'll turn out just like her the bad seed billy said it's like jodie foster in silence of the lamb she keeps seeing flashbacks of her dead father it's all a movie sid it's all one great big movie and you can't pick your genre
1: that should have been a giveaway right red there. flag yeah red flag.
0: for sure yeah. for sure uh he rubs her face again I, maybe sid just has a face you want to rub i don't know you know <laughs> did you spit it out almost <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> As he rubs her face, she kisses his hand, and they start kissing. Uh, Why can't I be a Meg Ryan movie or even a good porno? When she says this, Billy says, what? And she says, you heard me. Downstairs, the remaining kids are watching Halloween as Michael on the movie kills Bob. His name's Bob, right? No, the one dressed up as the fucking ghost sheet in his name, Bob. Bob? I don't remember. Bob and Linda? Didn't catch.
1: Oh, and that, yeah, Bob. Good thing we're not playing trivia. You know how we feel about trivia.
0: I know. Stu freaks out about wanting to see Jamie Lee's breasts. When do we get to see her breasts, man? Randy gives a history, a complete history, Wikipedia search about Jamie Lee's tits, and then says, that's why Jamie Lee always outsmarts the killer. Only virgins can do that. He then goes into his rant and his three rules. The first rule, you can never have sex. Number two, never drink or do drugs. The sin factor it's an extension of the first one and number three never ever under any circumstances seth say i'll be right back
1: i'd fail the first two rules so i'd be dead anyway yeah
3: we know you're not a virgin (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) No. probably not since this movie came out (laughs) He's offended My that you would, of you is tainted now
1: he's offended <laughs> that you would even
0: ask him that that be a virgin, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah we thought we were you were saving yourself
1: <laughs> for what?
0: <laughs> like a virgin Ooh. <laughs> for the very first time
1: I'm surprised you know that song. I don't even
0: know who it's Madonna,
1: right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, look at Mark. He's like, yeah, I've got her, Mark's I've sang, got her <laughs> whole collection.
1: I just had her cassette on before we started recording. <laughs> Look at this hair. All her
0: vinyls. (laughs) Do you really?
3: No. Bummer. (laughs)
0: No. (laughs) Oh, shit. So as Randy gives his third rule, stool gets stool.
1: (laughs) Stool.
0: (laughs) <laughs> fuck me dude Stu gets up and asks if anyone wants another beer I'll be right back the camera cuts to Gail and Kenny in the van watching the camera that she planted in the house sneaky Gail Dewey knocks on the door and asks Gail if she'd like to join him for a late night walk to look for a car that was reported in the bushes down the road Dewey tells her it's a nice night let's take a walk back upstairs Billy's on top of Sydney. they're making out he's getting very aggressive mm-hmm. with
2: that
1: boob grab yeah did you notice that like a grab and twist <laughs>
0: It's
2: like, <laughs> like bop it, twist it. <laughs> yeah, like bop it, twist
1: it. Yeah, it's just like that
0: game. Okay, without getting too personal, though, in high school, don't you feel like that's probably how guys played with boobs?
2: Yeah.
0: They didn't know what to do with them.
2: They were just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> boobs. <laughs>
0: boobs. <laughs> touching it.
2: Bop it. Twist it. Pull it.
0: Pass Feels it. like a bag of sand. <laughs> pass. pass it. That'd be me at the party like, pass it, pass it, pass the boob, pass the boob. Sorry. Anyway, that got weird. Um <laughs> <laughs> the camera cuts back to the kids watching Halloween in the obligatory tit shot. The camera cuts up to Billy and Sid in the bedroom as she takes her top off and lays down on the bed. The camera cuts back to Randy answering the phone downstairs as the Halloween theme music plays. He tells the groups they found Principal Hembry dead. He's hung from the goalpost. All the kids get super excited and leave as Randy sits back down on the couch to finish the movie. Outside, you see all the kids leaving to go to the school to see the principal hanging from the goalpost. Uh, Gail and Dewey are walking along the side of the road discussing their names as the kids race by them, not stopping whatsoever. So Dewey and Gail have to jump into the woods. Dewey lands on top of Gail as they begin to kiss. He tells her he's sorry. He's on duty. And she uh, <laughs> she looks over and says that, uh, anyway, they find the car that they're looking for, right?
1: Do you do we, think that, that that was an attempt to make us think that Dewey might be the killer? Because he acted kind of weird when he's like, do you want to go for a walk?
0: Um, I think at this point they're trying to make you think everybody okay. is the killer. Because I
1: made a note of it because he's so goofy you normally wouldn't think it. But I was like, is that what they're trying to do here? Well, he
0: does act weird throughout the whole movie. So I can yeah. see why somebody may think he's the killer. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Dewey tells her that that's Neil Prescott's car. Jesus, what's he doing here? We got to get back. Okay, so a couple things here. Did you guys notice that throughout most of this, once they get to that house, that a lot of the score of this movie is actually the Halloween movie playing in the background?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's true.
0: Yeah. It's brilliant. It's subtle, but it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Even like the jump scares are with the Halloween score, which I thought was awesome.
1: Um, Were those kids not going to stop I guess. I not. guess not. And how did all these people leave the house and not see Tatum hanging from the garage? I know. I
3: like that's, that's a good question. Thing. That's
1: a great question.
3: um I didn't saw... like how excited they were to go see their dead principal either. Yeah, like, that's kind like of fucked up too. Yeah, I agree. That's uh,
0: the next question: Is would you guys have gotten this excited to see your dead principal?
3: No. No. Do you, do you think people? And saw... I didn't even like my principal. <laughs>
2: I was just going to say, do you think people saw Tatum and then they were like, I don't want to have to be the one to point this out or like, I don't want to have to be the one that like found her? Oh shit. I don't never know. never thought of
1: that.
5: Hmm.
0: Um, I think they were just really excited and they were clearly drunk. So I think that they probably just <laughs> didn't ran notice. out to the cars and, and left. left. Um I feel like like our group of people would have been sad. Like, oh shit! The fucking principal got hung from the goalpost. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to go see it.
2: No. Like, <laughs> no.
0: Okay, well, poor Henry Winkler. He's so
2: sweet too. Post. If he maybe if he was like an asshole, like principal, yeah. I don't know.
0: That face touch really threw me off this time. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, lie. I don't think he <laughs> was that
3: sweet. I think he had some no. ulterior motives. He's a pervert. Mm. <laughs> pervert. Like a principal falls. for a reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seth I think And no offense to you you'd be the worst principal ever.
1: Why? Why are kids we even talking would about this?
0: Hate you, dude.
1: Why? Cuz you're so grumpy toward kids. I probably would be mean. <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
2: Get back to class, you <laughs> little <of> prick. shit.
1: <laughs> See? Ah, <laughs> uh,
0: your high school problem. Let me tell you about my <laughs> high school experience, okay? <laughs> Mm. Alright. Scene 13, Sid the investigator. The scene of Sid and Billy after their big moment, she asked him who he called with his one call. He says, well, I called my dad. She says, no. Sheriff Burke called your dad. He said, yeah, well, when I called, he didn't answer. He asked her if she still thinks it's him. Do you think I'm a killer? She said, no, no. But, if you were the killer, it'd be pretty clever to throw me off your track. He looks at her, very annoyed. Says, really? He stands up and Asks what he has to do to prove to her that he's not a killer. Just then, Sydney's eyes get huge. She says, Oh my God, Billy, watch out as Ghostface walks in behind him and stabs Billy in the chest multiple times. Keep in mind, it's off camera. We don't see it because Billy's blocking us, correct? Right. Okay, but these stabs are, like, real serious, too. Mm-hmm. Very serious Aggressive stabs. stabs. Very aggressive <laughs> stabs. Ghostface chases after Sid as she gets out of the room again, always gets away from him. She runs down the steps. She tries to run down the steps, but he cuts her off and chases her uh up to the attic as she slams the door into him, knocking him down. She barricades herself in the attic. She runs through the attic and finds a window, and just as she gets out of the window, Ghostface grabs her arm, and I can't tell, does he push her, or does she just like let go and fall?
1: I thought she let go. Okay.
0: I think she let go. Okay. So, um... As, she's, uh, as she falls, she lands on that boat. Thank God, if not, this would be a very different movie. She lands on the boat, rolls off, and as she gets up, she finally sees Tatum hanging from the door. Um, so, again, I, th- I think this is one of my favorite scenes. Basically, you get to see Ghostface do the, the knife thing. I think this is the first time you get to see it, right? It's when he actually cleans the knife off, which is mm-hmm. one of Ghostface's traits. I don't think you see that from other killers, where he actually cleans the blood off the knife with his glove. I don't know why he does it, but I think it's cool as shit. Um, and then again, you get to see how normal of a person he is, because he's not like superhuman strength. He doesn't have that. He doesn't, you know, he can't do anything superhuman. He basically gets the shit kicked out of him by Sydney for most of the movie. Yes,
5: true. Are you? I have a okay? question about this scene as well.
4: Go ahead. Why? Why does Sydney decide to lose her virginity on her mom's anniversary of her death? <laughs> Yeah,
0: good question. It's a good question, but technically, it's the day before.
4: Was it still okay? But still, well, that makes very it better. Hard time <laughs> right. to choose to lose your virginity,
0: right? I think it plays into that whole high school drama. She's not completely over it. She's making bad decisions, and I think she's also desperately trying to show Billy that she doesn't think he's the killer.
4: Yeah, yeah. that's true.
3: Or maybe she's crazy, and all this killings turning her on too. Oh,
4: yeah, could mm. be. Yeah. I like where your
3: that's head's what the, at. That's what the Scream remake's going to be all about.
0: Oh, God. It's not a remake. It's a reboot.
3: <laughs> Same thing.
0: <laughs> we can talk about that later. Don't get me started.
3: <laughs> I'm actually very excited for it, but we'll talk about I, that. Later. I want to watch it. Definitely.
0: I bet you do. Scene 14, there's a 30-second delay. We cut to Randy in the house watching Halloween, drunk on the couch talking to, talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, who's on the TV. He's telling her to look, turn around, turn around behind you, Jamie. As he's doing this, we actually see ghost faces behind him, which I think is hilarious. I do like mm-hmm. that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then suddenly Sydney screams from outside, so Ghostface does not kill Randy. He takes off. Sydney runs up to Gail's van, and Fat Kenny's sleeping. He wakes up and lets her in. On the camera, you see Ghostface is behind Randy, which we know has already happened. So Kenny jumps out and sees the front doors open. He remembers there's a 30-second delay. As he turns around, Ghostface slits his throat. Sid slams the door and crawls through the van. She gets through like this little access panel to get to the back of the van. And crawls out the back, and we see Ghostface for whatever reason decided to follow her because he's like stuck in the little access panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of silly. She gets out and runs through a field, very Texas Chainsaw esque. We cut back to Gale and Dewey, who are now back at the house. Dewey goes in the house, and Gale goes back to the van to try to call for backup. Inside the house, um, the movie's still playing. It's extremely freaking loud. It got way louder than it was before. But you hear Dewey. He's calling for Neil Prescott. That's Sidney's dad. But what I really like about this part of this scene is that uh, Dewey is like moving around the room, and as he's like turning corners and stuff, the score for Halloween's playing. So those high-pitched sense. they're mm-hmm. in Halloween. Mm-hmm those are going off which I think is freaking brilliant Um, again a fan point out over here but when Gail gets back to the van she realizes that Kenny's dead and she's standing in a pool of his blood she climbs in the van she tries to use the phone <laughs> and fucking Randy walks up to her and he's like we gotta get out of here and she smashes him right in the face with the fuck. <laughs> uh, she realizes that there's blood all over the windshield as the wipers smear the blood everywhere. Stupid Gail. Kenny falls down on the windshield as she's trying to drive away. She can't get him off the van. She's like swerving and shit, trying to get him off the van. She finally gets Kenny off the van as Sydney runs out in front of her. Gail swerves to miss hitting Sydney and wrecks the van into a ditch. Sydney runs back to the house without even checking on Gail. I honestly never noticed until, again, the last couple watches of this, but Sydney does not give a shit that Gail just wrecked that van.
5: No.
2: She's no. running for her life.
0: Doesn't check on her, doesn't give a
1: fuck.
4: She's like, nope.
1: Doesn't she say, like, fuck this or something?
4: Um, uh, maybe... <laughs> I guess I probably wouldn't. Well, it's have, not like it. they're
1: best friends, you know.
4: Yeah, Sydney kind of hates Gail, so.
0: That's true. That's true. Maybe this is me knowing the relationship they have later. That she probably would later in the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's not now. And she's like,
0: "Fuck this! Why is Gail even here?"
3: That whole scene with um Randy yelling at the TV, like, "Look behind you, Jamie!" I love this scene because like it just shows how meta this movie actually is. Right. Because Randy's played by Jamie Kennedy, and he's yelling at the TV, saying, "Look behind you, Jamie." <laughs>
0: Hmm. very true but again i think yes the movie is very meta but that plays into the whole um again his 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 whole point in this movie is to call out these horror movie tropes right Mm -hmm. yeah
5: for
3: sure
0: so again i think it definitely plays into that but yeah it's i've enjoyed that scene as well scene 15 who's the killer Sidney's back in the house. Dewey walks out of the house, and he's got a knife in his back. So uh, Ghostface walks out behind him, pulls the knife out of his back, and rubs the blood off the knife. Love it when he does that. Sid makes it to Dewey's Jeep, locks herself inside. Ghostface taps on the glass with the uh, knife, and he has got jingles the keys in front of her. Just then he ducks down, crawls under the car. He's like unlocking different random doors. And then behind Sidney we can see that he actually opened the latch that's behind her. At the hatch, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Someone comes over the radio. She's uh, she's actually able to phone on the radio and tell them where she's at and to send backup, etc. But um, Sid gets away and heads back into the house because Ghostface like crawls over the back seat and tries to choke her. She falls out the passenger side door and gets away. As she gets up to the front porch, Randy uh, runs up to her and tells her they have to get the fuck out of here. He thinks it's Stu. Then Stu conveniently walks up and tells Sid that Randy killed his girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, Sid has Dewey's gun and is pointing it at him She then says fuck you both And shuts the door and locks it They bang on the door and she tells him to leave her alone Inside Billy grunts and you see him upstairs He tumbles down the steps He's covered in blood She helps him up and um, he tells her to, to They have to get help and to give him the gun Sydney hands Billy the gun And Billy opens the door Randy walks in telling them that Stu has gone mad Billy looks up, smiles And says we all go a little mad sometimes. And he shoots Randy in the shoulder with the gun. He laughs and says, Anthony Perkins, psycho. And then he licks the blood off of his fingers. Mm, corn syrup. The same thing they use for pig's blood and carry. Poor Sid. She tries to run and she starts to run. She turns around and she runs right into Stu, who's got the ghost face voice changer. Billy and Stu pass the voice changer back and forth, talking into it. Sydney screams, fuck you. Billy says, oh no, Sydney, we already played that game. You lost. (laughs) Uh, Savage. (laughs) Fucking brilliant comeback, dude. She tells them that they're crazy. They'll never get away with this. Billy tells her that to tell Cotton Weary that he was incredibly easy to frame. Stu says, you watch a few movies, you take a few notes. Sid asked him why. Why would they do this? Billy says he doesn't need a motive. Did Norman Bates need a motive? Did they ever figure out why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? (laughs) Your slut mother was fucking my father, and she's the reason my mom moved out and abandoned me. How's that for a motive? Billy and Stu mess with her about giving it up and not being a virgin anymore. Stu points the gun at her and says, oh, we got a surprise for you, Sid. You're going to love this one. It's a scream. He sets the gun down and says, I'll be right back. Boy, dude, he's breaking all randy's rules billy tells her that it's after midnight it's officially her mother's anniversary they killed her exactly a year ago Stu comes back with sydney's dad her mother's anniversary set him off he went on a killing spree he kills sid then he shoots himself in the head billy lets sid go and walks up to Stu. they take turns stabbing each other um, as they're essentially trying to make themselves look like victims i don't know that i would go that route fucking st- what if we were the killers, seth would you stab me
1: i don't know if i should answer that You would? (laughs) No. 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 I'd stab you for sure. I know you would
0: Stu tells her that everyone dies but them. They live. They carry on to the sequel. These days you have to have a sequel. Billy stabs Stu three more times and Stu begs him to stop. Sid and her dad look at each other the whole time. This is happening and Sidney is looking around for an exit strategy. So obviously Billy is way more into this than Stu is. It still shows that they're both fucking nuts.
2: Yeah, Billy gets stabbed what, once? Yeah.
0: And he's like going to town on Stu. Mm -hmm.
2: He's like going like deeper. Yeah. Too. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know.
1: Getting a little woozy here. Yeah. (laughs) Not a light stab. No. No, he's like really stabbing Mm -hmm. him. He's like mad.
0: He's crazy, dude. Okay, Billy tells Stu to untie her dad. Stu walks over to get the gun and realizes it's gone. Billy asks where the gun is, and Gail holds it up, pointing at them. She tells them her ending to the story about the reporter stumbling on the two killers and foiling the entire plan. Billy tells her... He knows something she doesn't. As he begins to walk toward her, she tries to shoot him, but she can't. He knocks her down. I think he kicks her in the stomach, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. It says it works better with the safety on. Billy says Gail Weathers signing off. Just then, Stu realizes that Sydney is gone. So Billy's really just like a big mama's boy.
5: Yeah.
2: He's got mommy issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of a baby, if you ask me. But why? what's Stu's point in all of this? Like, Why would he agree to all this? I don't know. And they did this the year before to her mom. Like, supposedly both of them.
2: He's just fucked up.
3: I don't know. What do you guys think? What's Stu's, what does Stu get out of all this? I feel like Stu's almost like the outcast of the group. So if he's looking for Billy's attention or recognition or something like that, or he's just fucked.
0: Or maybe there's some built-up sexual tension
1: between Stu and Billy. I actually kind of noted that the first time we watched it. You think so? Maybe. Yeah. I said there was some kind of homoerotic shit between the two of them. <laughs>
0: Scene 16, a new ghost face in town in the final scene. The phone rings and Billy picks it up and we can hear Sydney talking through the ghost face voice changer and tells them that she called the police on their sorry motherfucking asses. Stu sits down bloody as Billy hits him in the back of the head with the phone Billy grabs the phone and says he'll kill her just like her bitch mother Sid tells him that he'll have to find her first you pansy ass mama's boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Billy runs off uh, tearing up couch cushions and screaming he's basically gone insane at this point Stewie uh, Stewie. fuck Stewie (laughs) Stew asked her if she really called the police, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Billy walks down the hallway and opens a closet door. As he does, Sid stabs him through the chest multiple times with an umbrella. Sid is dressed up as Ghostface. I don't know why she put the Ghostface outfit on, but she has it on. As she takes it off, Stu runs out of the kitchen trying to grab her. While on top of her, as he knocks her down. He's on top of her. Uh, she bites his hand and I think she hits him in the head with a flower pot. He falls over and she pushes a fucking box TV on his head killing him what a shitty way to go sydney walks over to billy and randy pops up scaring the shit out of her did this scare you
1: no damn it not that i've seen it too many times It's just not- all
0: right billy sits up and punches randy in the face he gets on top of sydney and starts choking her he raises the knife in the air and says say hello to your mother as he does this gail shoots him with the gun in the chest knocking him off of sydney guess i remember the safety that time you bastard gail see gail to the rescue they stand over Billy as Randy says, be careful. This is the point in the film where the supposedly dead killer comes back for one last scare. Billy pops up and Sidney shoots him in the head saying, not in my movie. Just then, Seth's dad pops out of the closet scaring them. I know this scared Seth. It had to have.
1: This actually did.
0: Okay. We cut to Dewey being taken out on a stretcher as Gail goes live on camera and says several more local teens are dead, bringing an end to the mass killings that have terrified this peaceful community. Like the plot of some scary movie. The camera pans out to the fields as the sun is coming up and the screen goes black. Scream flashes across the screen. The end. Do you like that Sydney ends up in the Ghostface outfit with the voice changer? I
2: think it's cool. Yeah. You like it?
0: You guys like it? Yeah. I do yeah. like it. Yeah. I do as well. I don't know kind of silly to put that on at that point, but you know, I do I do like that she comes out of the closet and kills him with the ghost faced mm-hmm. outfit on. Is there a worse death than to be killed by a box TV? Oh, I'm sure there is. Do you think Stu's dead? Yes. Do you guys think Stu is dead?
3: I don't see how you can survive that. Yeah.
4: No
0: supposedly there were um, alternate storylines they were talking about for Scream 3. Kevin Williamson was a part of it where Stu was not actually dead. He was in prison. Oh. So I hope that's not what they end up doing for um, mm-hmm. this new one. I don't think it is. But uh, So in this scene, Gail comes around full circle, right? And again, I don't think Gail gets enough credit for uh, for everything that she contributes to these movies. But my last thing for this scene is I really like how Randy basically narrates the ending. He's talking about the killer coming yeah. back to life, and then he does, and, Sid- and Sydney gets to kill him. So, again, Gale doesn't kill him, but, again, Gale plays an intricate role in actually stopping the killers. All right, are you guys ready to rate this thing or what? Jess had to depart, but she gave me her Stabby's rating to give, so I'm going to do Jess's for her. As everybody knows, we rate these movies on a scale. It used to be one to five. Now it's zero to five because we got these some shitty fucking movies that didn't deserve a one, so we had to lower it down. I'm sorry, but discussing the uh, movies rated so far, our top movies are Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, The Ring, The Conjuring, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and then Scream from our first episode is in second place with a 4.6 bringing it up the rear we've got Ginger Dead Man with a 0. 0.7 <laughs> and Killer Cotton with a 1.5 I think we're going to do something a little different Seth we're going to let the podcast on Elm Street guys rate the movie first so Brooke what do you rate Scream on a stabbies rating of 0 to 5 I gave it a 4.6 Stabbies. beautiful why did you give it that you want to give us any insight
4: um, I mean it's it's like a near perfect movie. Um I think it's just one of those movies that uh, redefined redefine the horror genre like every single person says. Um not much more to say about it, honestly. It's uh one of my favorites.
0: Beautiful. Mark, what do you give this movie?
3: I gave it a four point eight. Basically mirroring what Brooke said, the soundtrack was fucking amazing. Um it's just like pure nineties nostalgia. It's not one of the first horror movies that I've seen, but it's one of the first horror movies that I like absolutely fell in love with. I don't know, pre-teen, I guess, growing up. Right. It's one of the main ones that I watched frequently.
0: I'm in the same boat. Seth, Scream, the first time around, our very first ever podcast episode, you gave Scream a four. Mm-hmm. Having done 29 movies now since then, 28 other movies, what do you give Scream on our revisit?
1: A two? a two no 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 oh i'm gonna bump it up to a 4.5 so from a four to a 4.5 yeah just compared to my other ratings how come yeah talk to me i'm just looking at the other movies that are above that i wouldn't pick this above those you wouldn't no
0: okay any particular reason no just my feelings you know i'm not
1: as big on the slashers as you
0: i got this feeling inside my bones
1: i bet you did
0: <laughs> <laughs> so again jess had to depart but she gave me her stabby's rating she is going to keep her rating the same as the first time we rated it which is a five on the stabby scale she thinks it's a perfect movie she's not budging from that me i think the first time i rated it like a 4.3 or 4.4 or something then yeah, i changed, changed it, it at some point to a 4.9 But having watched all of these other movies, I feel like I'm in a better position to rate this movie now. So I feel like I've really got my feet under me.
1: Okay. So what's it going to be?
0: I'm also going to mirror Jess. I'm going to say this is a five. To me, this is a perfect movie. And the fact that I can watch it anytime it's on, even when I'm like, what should I watch? I'll sit down and I'll watch Scream. I love it. It doesn't get old. And I also like kind of what Mark said is that the influence this movie had on movies moving forward and i also feel like it jump-started the horror genre in the 90s because while there were some movies before i think there was a friday the 13th came out in 93 was that jason goes to hell maybe we got silence of the lambs i think Candyman was in the night but really until this movie came out and you look at everything that came after it which we're going to talk about it really jump-started that genre so i have to give it a 5 so That's a 4.5 from Seth, a 5 for myself, and a 5 for Jess. That's definitely going to change the rating, Seth. Let's hop over to Rotten Tomatoes, and I say this on every show. If you're going to Rotten Tomatoes to figure out if you like a movie or not, you're crazy. Rotten Tomatoes critics on 74 counts gave it a 78%. The audience over at Rotten Tomatoes on 478,000 ratings gave it a 79%. IMDb gave it a 7.2 out of 10, or 72%. That's on 285,000 ratings. In the horror movie Crew, we gave it a 4.83 out of 5 stabbies for 97%. That just took first
1: place, Seth. Oh, damn it, did it? It went up to first place. Why are you (laughs) mad about that?
3: Seth's dropping his score back down to four.
1: No, I'll leave it where it is. A
0: podcast on Elm Street, you guys gave it an average Stabby's rating of a 4.7 or 94%. So it's up there for you guys as well. Budget for this movie was $14 million and it made $173 million at the box office. So it made a lot Mm -hmm. of money. Let's, get, let's jump into getting lit and talking shit. So, Seth, in your opinion, why is this movie so popular? You gave it the lowest rating out of all of, uh, the horror movie crew. You gave it a 4.5. You said, eh, once you know who the killers are, you know who they are. But why is it so popular?
1: Well, I know I was popular then because I was, what, like a freshman in high school? So all those other teen movies were coming out, like never been kissed and she's all that. So it kind of fit that theme, but it was a horror movie.
0: It was even kind of shot like that. Like one of those Mm rom-coms. Even like the camera work and the settings and the way the the film looked, it looked like that.
1: Yeah. And like you talked about earlier, nothing like that since the 80s had really been out. Yeah. Like I can't even think of any early 90s horror movies that were that big.
0: Yeah. What do you guys think? Why why is Scream still such a popular movie?
3: I think it's like what Brooke said. Like it, I don't know, it gave another spark to the horror genre. Like, I think horror was kind of dying in the 90s, and this one really brought it back.
4: Yeah, and, like, even before people even saw it, like, Wes Craven directed it. You see the cast, the list of, like, the cast and stuff. And they're all pretty... Well, they're big names now. I don't know how big they were when it first came out. Like we said, we had Drew Barrymore on the cover of it. So I think that got people into going to see it.
3: Drew Barrymore probably would have been the only big-name actress back then. Like, I don't think Friends had started yet, so, like... Courtney Cox wouldn't have been huge yet. Right. Nobody yep. knew who Nev. Nobody knew who Nev Campbell was. Nobody Mm-mm. knew who fucking uh, Skeet Ulrich was. Or no,
1: uh huh?
0: Yeah, they all definitely but, blew up after this, for sure.
3: Like, Nev Campbell had two... Well, Nev Campbell and Ski both had two movies in the same year with this and The Craft.
1: Wasn't she in Party of Five? Wasn't that her? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that was after this. It was.
0: Um, okay, so kind of playing on what was just said, again, for me, A Scream influenced so many movies after it that I even like fell in love with and still like watching. So, like, Halloween H20, if you listen to our episode on that, I rated it really high. You have the Scream undertones in that movie. You can just tell that it came out after scream yeah um, from the way it's shot to the different characters and, and the way that it even fits in with the other halloween movies this is completely different and it really took that scream format in my opinion along with i know you did last summer urban legend you guys remember the movie valentine yeah
4: uh, i love yeah. that movie david
0: boreanaz yeah uh, i i still know you did last summer and then even campfire tales have you guys seen campfire tales
3: i've never seen that uh, uh,
0: no if you can find it watch it it's really good it's it's like a, a horror anthology is a bunch of different mini stories these people tell why they're around the campfire but it's really good uh the problem is trying to is finding it is very difficult but yeah so having seen the sequels did the sequels ruin this one for you knowing that okay in scream 3 or in scream 2 billy's mom is the killer in scream 3 uh, her brother comes back and is the killer. Then in Scream Four, obviously it's her niece or her cousin. Her cousin has that tarnished this one for you at all, or can you set them aside individually? Whoever wants to go
1: first. For me, it hasn't. No, I think I can split them out separately.
4: Yeah, me. They're like I haven't seen any of the sequels in like honestly, like probably close to ten years but it uh,
3: definitely hasn't tarnished this one at all yeah i just uh recently rewatched the whole franchise i don't know maybe like five or six months ago and no i definitely don't think that any of the sequels have tarnished this one like the only sequel that i didn't like was scream 3 I think all the other ones are pretty decent. Like they're not great, they're not as good as the first one, but they're not bad.
0: Okay. For me, I can separate them all, and I actually don't hate Scream Three as much as most people do hate it. Um, there were obviously some issues with it, some legal constraints that played into why that movie was the way it was.
3: But you're wrong, but okay. That's fine. I <laughs> oh, yeah, generally, I
0: generally am, but <laughs> I don't hate Scream. I get Neve Campbell's not in it a lot. She wasn't contractually allowed to be, but I don't think it's it's, it's a gay- it's Definitely a Gale and Dewey movie, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I actually watched it the other night. All right. We always end every episode with HMC favorites. I guess we'll let you guys join in with us. So, Seth, what's your favorite kill from the movie?
1: Probably the uh, nipple Tatum kill.
0: Tatum?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Great kill. Mark?
3: Uh, Drew Barrymore's.
4: Brooke? I got a girl Drew Barrymore's as well.
0: I'm gonna second that and go with Drew Barrymore. Third that actually, I a third that. I guess I skipped one. Seth, what's your favorite scene from the movie? The opening. Opening scene.
3: Yep. Mark. Uh, I think the kitchen scene towards the end, whenever they're all, I don't know, like confronting each
4: other. Brooke, I'll go with the uh, the video store scene. <laughs> yeah, I've named like
0: three different scenes that I probably said were my favorite, but it's got it's got to be probably anything after they get to the house. I like that whole segment once they get to the house. Oh, that this is beautifully uh filmed and the dialogue is great so once they're at the house at the end of the second half of the movie any of those would work for me um seth one thing you liked about the movie
1: i do like the twist in this one because if you've never seen it it is unexpected i mean like you kind of suspect billy the whole time at yeah, least i did but right you're never thinking it's Stu or two people
0: I feel like any more you don't get that like it's it's it would be hard for a movie to go and redo this to where you right. don't know who it is We're right. like completely shocked right
3: mark how meta it was because back then like you didn't really have these meta movies that were calling out all these other horror movies right I mean you see it a lot now but on like a first watch I thought that was really cool and it holds up too. I think that's what this movie is known for basically. I think
0: also it's mildly they've tried to rip it off right and this, this doesn't work as well as yeah. this movie did probably because it was the first one but nonetheless. Brooke?
4: I was going to say the same thing as Mark like the, all the movies they reference like they don't even just reference you know the main three like Halloween for the 13th and Freddy Krueger they also mentioned like Prom Night and Terror Train all these other movies but I would have to say the score and like the point you made Seth about how they use the Halloween score in the one scene just
5: fantastic
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they do a great job throughout the whole movie yeah. Um, yeah. all that said I think what I'm going to go with here is that you get the emergence of in my opinion the best final girl ever is Sydney Prescott um, I think she's probably my favorite in the movie just the way that she interacts with Ghostface from the first time he calls her, where she calls his ass out and goes out on the porch. And then even at the end, where she fights back and basically flips it around on him and becomes Ghostface. So I, I, I really like that. Last but not least, Seth, one <laughs> thing you did not like about the movie Randy. I knew
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like him. It. it just annoys me. Really? Don't yeah. That much.
3: Mm-hmm. Mark it's really hard for me to pinpoint something that i don't like about the movie like i gave it a 4.8 i don't know <laughs> i was gonna okay. say i don't like i don't like gail but like you're not supposed to like her so i mean courtney cox did a great job in that That's so you true. can't really falter for it but yeah i don't know there's not there's nothing that i can think of off the top of my head that i don't like how about you brooke
4: uh i'm in like the same not the same boat as mark but like was hard to think of something to hate with this movie Probably one thing is I think they should have gotten actors who are like the same body build to play Stu and Billy. Oh, that's um, true. Because yeah, like, we assumed that. during the whole movie the cops think it's just one person. So like, when you look at Ghostface like you can tell it's not Stu because Stu's taller and also a bit bulkier than uh, Billy is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Stu is like a foot taller than him.
0: The one thing I do not like about this movie movie. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it's probably gotta be just how dumb Dewey is. <laughs> yeah, I mean they do make him like a little
1: too ridiculous. Like the the Dunkin' yeah.
0: Donuts on the desk, the figurines on the desk, which I guess I have figurines on my desk, so whatever. But,
1: but it's like the, being an actual cop. Like, yeah. They made him a little too... Dumb.
0: And why the sheriff would entrust him to protect Sydney, who they uh, know Ghostface is after. I just, you know, it's, it's got to be Dewey for me. But yeah. I, think I do like the character. It's just, I just, if I had to pick something, that'd probably be it. That wraps it up for HMC Favorites. We made it, kids. We made it through. So we got some <laughs> housekeeping stuff to talk about. We uh, we just finished our HMC Horror Days. We did uh, Ginger Dead Man. We did Gremlins. We did Krampus. And this is going to be the last episode of the year. This ends our season one. We're going to start season two in January. There's some slight changes to be made. I think the reason that we are doing seasons or changing the season now is just because, like this episode, uh, if you go back and listen to our first few episodes, they're a different format. So mm-hmm. the format mm-hmm. we have now is just uh, different the way we, the way we started, and it's kind of changed and transitioned throughout the last 30 episodes or almost 40 episodes really if you include the Krubies but we're uh kind of have a a format we like and we're going to maintain and make some tweaks too but uh yeah we're going to start season two in january seth is there any stabby's rating on that list that you want to change
1: before we end season one Uh, I looked through it and no. No, I'm going to keep them all. You're going
0: to keep every one
1: of them? Yep. So
0: I also went back and looked at my ratings and I'm pretty confident with most of them that I did. However, there are a couple that I just want to update. I did change a few throughout the season, which have already been noted, but I think that the more movies you watch and the more... Um, exposure you get to different things your ratings on other movies kind of change so that being said the first one I want to change is I know what you did last summer I originally gave it a 2.5 I want to go back and give it a 3.75 I watched it again and I don't know I must have just been not in the right place the first time I watched it because uh, it. I, I, I do think that movie is a lot better than a 2.5 so uh, with that 3.75 change it's going to boost that from a 2.8 average up to a 3.2 didn't really change it place in line and the second one that i want to go back and update is uh jessica's pick which was beetlejuice think i was a little hard on it especially after having watched movies like killer condom and the platform and hellraiser i uh, think i was a little tough on that one too so i'm going to give that a 2.5 which boosts that one from a 3.3 up to a 3.6 which changes its uh, status Just slightly, it goes up above Ghost Ship. That being said, those are the only changes I'm making for uh, the season finale here, for season one. All right, well, with this newest Scream rating, Scream is going to take... It's going to be at the top. It'll be the number one rated movie for the horror movie crew. Which, rightfully so, it probably should be, honestly. Mm -hmm. Look, Seth's upset... (laughs) <laughs> i'm not upset a few things to touch base on the first is going to be shout outs i wanted to throw some shout outs out to the people that we kind of interact with on instagram and in the horror movie community we wanted to say thank you to all those folks starting with a podcast on elm street um i've been on your guys' show this is your guys' second time on our show mm-hmm. you guys are probably the first ones that we networked with uh when we started doing this yeah. honestly when we started we thought of It'll be fun to do this. It, you know, who cares if anybody listens? And I honestly didn't know that there were this many freaking horror movie <laughs> podcasts. <When> we start, <laughs> we start talking to you guys. we become good friends, so uh, we definitely shout out to you guys. And we'll definitely have you. I think you guys are going to come on in, in January for a Krubies episode, aren't you?
3: Yep. Huh? Yeah. So
0: you guys are going to be back again. <laughs> We can't hopefully get rid- on
3: time this time
1: we can't get rid of these guys yeah we'll see after this episode if they want to come back on oh <laughs> uh, we had a
0: couple technical difficulties calm down some of the other folks that we've talked to and have, have uh you know shared our stuff and retweeted our stuff is uh, the we love horror podcast the twat podcast porcelain peak uh gorehead podcast he just changed his name what was the extreme horror replay
1: two chicks did you say them two
0: chicks in a horror flick they were just yeah. on we love them um i don't know if we forgot somebody i'm sorry you're probably gonna be mad at us fangirls we love the fangirls um i don't know guys you have any of them that i'm forgetting come on fear Mark.
1: the talking queers of course got them chuck yeah. goes
0: to the movies look at all these people that we've met and we yeah. become friends with i didn't have any friends till we start doing this just now- jess and i <laughs> i have so many i can't remember them yeah poor podcast. yeah homies of horror wicked.
3: uh radio nasties yes uh, over in the UK like there's so fucking many
0: man that's, like I said when I, we started this I was like oh there's not going to be any horror movie podcasts out there I, I listened to a couple but like I didn't know there was this many so but yeah thank you to all everybody that shares our yeah, stuff likes we our stuff it. we really do appreciate it that's really all I got man do you have anything else you open want to open your about? damn
1: birthday present oh
0: shit I forgot it's my Seth got me a birthday present hang on oh, here do
3: we get to witness this yeah you
0: guys excited yeah. it's a butt plug nice. It's a butt plug? Yeah. Did you get the, the extra big size? Uh-huh. All right. He's
3: hoping he regifts gifts it, eh? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I want it back. <laughs> oh, shit. A collection ornament. A ghost face. The icon of Halloween. A collectible
1: ornament. See, I told you it was themed to the episode. Damn, it's almost in common time. I know. The post office lost it for a couple days, but...
0: Oh, dude, look at this thing. Am I allowed to hang it up all year round?
1: Oh, you have to ask your wife that.
0: Well, she's not allowed down here.
1: That's sick. That's wicked. Oh, yeah. I could put it on your tree.
0: Dude, I might sit Big it right fan. here so it just hangs out with us all the time.
1: Oh, perfect. What do you think? Looks good, He's though. He's going
0: to sit right on the mixing board.
1: <laughs> Thanks,
0: dude. You're welcome. You want to tell everybody what I got you?
1: Some kind of game?
0: Yeah. The best friend's game. <laughs> Gosh.
1: I haven't played it yet. Well,
0: awesome. hey, guys. Do you a podcast on Elm Street? you want to plug your podcast one more time? Tell everybody where they can find you guys at? <clears throat>
3: uh yeah so once again we're a podcast on elm street uh we are a weekly podcast we discuss a different horror movie every week uh we're from up here in canada where it's starting to really look like fucking winter now um but uh yeah we're doing a christmas special for this month and uh yeah you can find us on instagram at podcast on elm street or on facebook
4: brooke Brooke, you want to say anything I uh, think that's pretty much it. just want to thank uh, Horror Movie Crew for getting us on here again. And we'll have to get Seth and Jess on one of our episodes soon.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Without Josh. Without Josh. Yeah.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to like set it up and run everything, but he's not allowed to be on it.
0: <laughs> I have to sit here and run all the controls, but I'm not allowed to talk. You can go sit over there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> cool. read, a, read a book or something. I do enjoy reading. I could do that. If you guys want to be mm. on... We can can make it work. You know, if you guys really don't want me on the show, I understand. I talk a lot; I can't help it. But uh, no, seriously, thank you guys for coming on again. We really appreciate it. That was fun for being a part of our season finale and our birthday episode. So thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you for thinking of us to have us on.
0: You paid us. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, Wait,
3: before we stop, did you guys know that today? like the day that we're recording is the 24 24th anniversary of scream it is that's correct did you oh. did you plan that out no i did not honestly
1: i don't even think we were supposed okay. to record today originally were we? no it got moved yeah. but
0: yes uh no i did not plan it but i didn't know this was the day but i did not plan to record specifically for that we should have said it was though but i didn't want to lie to people <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna do <laughs> um that begs the question the final question that i always ask uh do you have anything else you want to say about the movie
3: Scream? I do not.
0: Boys, anything you wanna say about the movie Scream?
3: I think we've said it all, man.
0: In that case, we're out of here. Bye. 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 Tell, okay, now really talk. Show him, tell him how you really talk.
1: I have been talking like I just normally. normally talk.
3: Just tell, tell him, just, just give, oh, shut up. On, seriously, just show him how you really talk. No. Just this drop the a- accent, Seth. Just talk how you normally do.
1: I have been talking like I normally do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what if he was like, hey, guys. Uh, what's
1: hey, up? How's it going? I like a big fucking <laughs> a Yeti. Like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Even I would annoy myself if I did that. Uh, We'd have to kick
0: you off of here if you did that.